Talk Live. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Phones, if you want to join the show, are open. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Of course, you can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features we have for you there. Once again, that is freetalklive.com. We're going to have an interesting next couple, I don't know, not quite two weeks, maybe nine or ten days uh, at this point, as the Porcupine Freedom Festival is set to kick off on Monday. Right now, ForkFest is underway on uh, day number, well, you decide because it's up to you. Uh, ForkFest is not a centrally organized event. Some people showed up earlier this week. A uh, number of people showed up yesterday. I imagine even more people showing up today because, well, you know, it's the weekend, so more people get off work on Friday and then they head on up to Rogers Campground to join what could be dozens or hundreds i have no idea i know that uh it's been three years since the fork fest has happened in uh in front of the porcupine freedom festival so it happened three years after the the most recent three years it was after the porcupine freedom festival and attendance not so hot those three years there was a large drop-off uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival ended, whereas now we're likely seeing a large run-up into what is the most well-attended Liberty Festival and convention, if you will. I mean, it's not a really a convention, but people are convening uh, on the campground. The largest, I think, on the planet right now. So there's going to be a large number of people who are just showing up this weekend just because our own co-hosts, uh, Nikki and Matt, are going to be getting married at ForkFest. That's happening tomorrow. So I know they've been busy down in wherever it is they're having their uh, their wedding. I'm not really sure what the plan is for that. But uh, Bonnie and I are hoping to head up there for that tomorrow. And we are expecting to have a full ForkFest show for you uh, that should be airing on tomorrow night's program. So if you want to hear directly from the campground, that, of course, would be the best way to do it. And if you are on the campground right now, you're listening live, and you want to call in with a uh, you know live ForkFest update, feel free. The number is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the show here tonight. Now, there's been some pretty big news, I guess you could say. Um, in the the realm of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, there's there's usually some kind of controversy, and I've heard I've heard a rumor we may hear from somebody who is banned from Pork Fest tonight. I don't know if that's going to happen or not because I can't predict who's going to call in, but I've heard that's happening. Uh, but uh, on the positive side of things, the RFK Jr., which has been a controversial aspect, his speech at Pork Fest had been ginning up all kinds of controversy within the libertarian community. It even got to the point where the WMUR local uh, ABC affiliate here in New Hampshire had filed a report about the internal uh, upset within the libertarian movement about the fact that RFK Jr., the Democratic presidential candidate, was going to be speaking. Not so much that he was going to be speaking at Porkfest, but the fact that he is requiring a gun-free zone in order for his speech uh, to proceed. So they are going to have some kind of private security on staff there. I, presumably it's RFK's own security team 
that's going to be providing that security and uh and that was the you know the issue because obviously the porcupine freedom festival has for a long time been known as a very gun-friendly place uh and by the way here on free talk live tonight it's ian and bonnie and you can join us online over at freetalklive.com so we're talking about rfk jr uh uh, Porkfest is considered to be a very gun-friendly place. If you are walking around the Porcupine Freedom Festival, then expect to see a large number of guns. In fact, not only just handguns, that's probably the most common, but some people strap a rifle to their back. It's not unheard of. And that's you know one of the things that people really, I think, they enjoy about the Porcupine Freedom Festival, especially if they're somebody who's coming from outside uh, like somebody coming from a place like California or New York State, where guns are highly regulated, highly restricted to this freedom zone, which, by the way, New Hampshire for gun owners is essentially a freedom zone by comparison to yeah, California. Like when someone comes from Mexico or uh, Germany or something like that, too, they're like, oh, my God, there's so many guns everywhere and it's awesome. Right. And they have to go and like do a gun shoot, right? Because yeah. they've never shot a gun before or whatever. And of course, those things go on during the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There are uh, what they call newbie shoots. So an experienced gun owner and shooter takes a group of brand newbies or pretty much newbie types out to a gun range in the uh, the Lancaster area. It happens in the northern White Mountains of New Hampshire, a very beautiful place to be. And they do an introductory, you know, here's the basics about gun safety, and here's some guns that you can fire, and, you know, you, you start small, right, with a twenty two caliber or whatever, and, and you learn how to shoot. And, Bonnie, you went through something like this, not at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but you did a... Women's uh, Defense League of New Hampshire uh, pistol training for beginners. Right. So it would be kind of like that, I suspect, but not just for women. Although, who knows? Maybe Women's Defense League is doing their own thing up there. I don't know. There's literally hundreds, maybe over a thousand events that are going to be happening during the week at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, uh, anyway, to come back around to RFK Jr., he is this presidential candidate. He's kind of stirring up controversy within the Democratic Party because he's not towing the official line on vaccines, for instance. He's also not really towing the official line on some other things. I mean, he's he seems to be like a border hawk, which is a big turnoff for me oh, personally. Borders. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, he seems to be pandering to the right wing, I think, to, to some extent. I mean, not totally. He still, I, I believe, has some socialist viewpoints or whatever but i mean the guy is not a libertarian by any means so i understand the critiques as far as and i and i agree with the critiques in fact i was one of the people critiquing that he shouldn't be speaking from the main stage and neither should the other non-libertarian presidential candidates yeah uh they should not be speaking from the main stage either the vivek guy from the republicans larry elder from the republicans I think Tulsi, who's oh, yeah, pretty much a Republican, I don't think she's a presidential candidate, but like all these national people, these presidential types are going to be there and they shouldn't be on the main stage, but they are. I'm not the one who is running the event. I'm not the one who has made these decisions. There was a lot of controversy over RFK and his requirement of a gun-free zone. I mean, I didn't know this, but um, a caller called in last night and said he personally knows people who aren't going to Porkfest just because of that. Yeah, I mean, I personally, I, I mean, I, hey, it's you, your money, you do what you want with it. I wouldn't blame somebody who said, I don't want to give money to this organization. That's the main reason I understand. On the yeah. other hand, 
the last few years at least, the Porcupine Freedom Festival has decentralized the event to the point where there's not a security guard standing at the front uh, gate checking every car that comes in to make sure that you got your pork fist badge or lanyard or whatever it is usually it's like a little uh wrist uh, wrist bracelet or something well, like don't you that you think it's kind of messed up to invite or like to tell people they should come without buying a ticket no i don't uh because i think that it is a campground first and foremost pork fest is happening on the campground and this is what has shifted over the last several years The problem with the Porcupine Freedom Festival was, at least for some time, that they had had total dominion over the whole campground, and they started setting really restrictive rules for the vendors on the campground. And eventually, there was this protest by the vendors who said, you know what, we're done with this. We're not going to abide by these rules anymore. We're going to go over here in this other area of the park where you don't have these rules the Free State Project was still kind of lording over the whole park, but they were only charging vendor fees in a certain area. And so the vendors just said, you know, we're just going to set up outside of that area. I, I mean, literally 95% of the vendors went outside of the official vendor area and set up. It was a huge protest. But what so, about like, what if somebody comes and doesn't buy a ticket and then attends all the talks at the can't. pavilion? Uh, there's supposed to be security down there. I never got checked for anything. Well, not that's not my fault. It's not your fault. But if I mean, I had a ticket, but I'm just If saying. they want to secure their speaker's area, then they should secure the speaker's area. So, um, Yeah, I, I, I do understand not buying a ticket if you don't want to give money to the people who the tickets are going to pay to speak right. there. Like, You I could wouldn't... still go to the event and still go to the vendors and still talk to all the people. You just don't go to the, the quote-unquote pork fest part. And I don't think there's going to be much enforcement, if any, of that. Now, maybe I'm wrong about this. I have heard that, you know, supposedly if someone shows up who's been banned from the event, even if they're on the campground, they're going to be removed. Mm, yeah, now, that seems messed up, actually. So I don't know. So maybe this what year. Are, what are they getting from the, like, what service are they t- partaking from the Free State Project without paying if they're there without a ticket? They could claim they're using the, the bathrooms. Hmm. So the, the the campground has bathrooms that are part of the campground, but Porkfest brings in their own porta potties. Well, what if they, they only rent. use the campgrounds? Then no, bathrooms. there's nothing and they don't can you claim. Have to pay the campground. Yeah, you pay to the campground a five dollar a day fee to be in yeah. to be there all day, which is no big deal. Five dollars, that's pretty yeah. cheap. I think that overall, the Free State Project is doing a good event. I don't have a problem buying a ticket to it, but I I will and I have registered my concerns with this. Um, on the other hand, the RFK Jr. thing seems to be sprouting some flowers. There's some uh, some good things that have, have come out of this. And one of these good things is a, a lengthy screed from the chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. His name is Ray Buckley, Raymond Buckley. Yeah, he's really bad. I can't remember why, but he's just so bad. Yeah, he he blocks me on Twitter, even though I don't think I've ever said a, a word to the guy. The things I've seen him say were just so incredibly bad, but I don't remember what they are right now. Well, you don't get to be the chairman of the Democratic Party and be a good guy, you know? And so here's what he has to say uh, in a letter written to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. about his upcoming appearance at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Wow, he wrote an open letter to RFK Jr. about it? Yep, and then they posted it on social media. It's now been reposted many times uh, because, well, you'll hear it. Here it is. Quote, 
Dear Robert F. Kennedy Jr., We have recently become aware of your scheduled appearance as a speaker at the annual Porcupine Freedom Festival, or Porkfest, on Thursday, June 22nd, 2023. Porkfest is sponsored by the libertarian extremist organization called Free State Project. We respect your dedication to public service and your family's irreplaceable role in the history of our republic. However... We must express our serious disappointment and grave concerns about your planned participation in this event. I feel like they're just making themselves look so bad right away for positioning themselves to be like against everything the Free State Project is for. When the free anybody that is just a kind of mild, uh, you know, they're not really chained to one side of the fence or the other. Mm-hmm. Who is like, hmm, what is the Free State Project? And looks it up. They're gonna. See, oh, peace, like, you know, not having the government have total control over our lives. I I just think it's so bad. Like, I don't see how they think that this is a good position. Like, we are anti-free state. It's eventually going to, like, it seems like because of, like, gun stock and maybe the Croydon school situation that happened um, in 2021, or was it 2022, whatever, it seems like there was like a big pendulum swift, like anti-free stater pendulum swift. Oh, yeah. That's because the free staters are making an impact. Shift. But I think that that's kind of going to blow over because it's so unsubstantiated, like the hate against the free staters. People are going to eventually. Well, I like, mean, from the people that love the government, it's completely su- it's completely substantiated for the people that love the state. Yeah, but those idiots are trying to convince the people who don't care as much. Like that's yes, yes, everybody is trying to do that. There yeah. are people they don't care out there. They're the ones that end up making the decisions and the votes. Right. And I don't think that they're going to be able to be like free staters are literal monsters forever. <laughs> they they just sound like crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, I think one of the great responses to this is what is so extreme about libertarianism? Let's get specific. If you're going to call libertarianism extremism, let's hear it. What do you think is so extreme? Uh, and if you want to weigh in with that, maybe you've got an answer to that question. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And let's continue. He says the Free State Project is an organization that has been active for two decades. Its express goal is to encourage libertarians from across America to move to New Hampshire to seize control of government on the state and local level and impose a dystopian lifestyle. What? (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just as bad as I thought. It's just crazy. It makes them sound crazy. Dystopian. (laughs) Uh, On the people of the Granite State. It's like if somebody had not heard about the Free State Project right now and they were like at all intellectually curious... And they read that, and they're like, a dystopian lifestyle? What are they trying to do? And they look it up. They're going to think this guy, Raymond Buckley, is a total idiot trying to lie to them. Ooh, there's a link to the full letter. This letter does have underlined blue words, so it suggests that there may be actual, like, linkage in here. So let's see, what is it? He links to something on the dystopian lifestyle. Oh, it's an article about... The Freetown Project. Wow, it's so stupid. (laughs) Which is literally the idea of a bunch of libertarians moving to a town that barely has a government as is, Grafton, New Hampshire. It's out in the middle of nowhere in the Upper Valley, New Hampshire, in Grafton County. Uh, There's like no um, zoning, for instance. (laughs) There's just not much in the way of government there. And then 
basically disappear. I mean, that's all these people want to do. They just want to move there and be left alone. And if anybody gets really curious about that and finds the NBC episode on the mm-hmm. Grafton Free City Project or Town Project, they'll see that the fish and game person says, there is no reason to believe there's any correlation between some bear attacks that happened and the Freetown Project. Right, right. It's ridiculous. that's the big claim of this article that they link to, which is obviously based on the book that is all about the bears, called A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear. Written by the biggest really cuck I've ever witnessed in my life. He's in that documentary you were talking about, the NBC Boston Yeah, I don't remember his name, but he's just a total, like, dweeb. Uh, he Cucky embodies McCuck the word face. dweeb. <laughs> yes. Uh, you can check that out at NBCBoston.com slash free state by the way that uh documentary series has a great episode about the porcupine freedom festival as well so you can see a whole episode about grafton and you can see i think it's the second episode is about pork fest um you can see the whole episode about grafton you can see the whole episode about pork fest there's one about uh the crypto six it's a really really excellent series and uh so okay so wait did you tell them the link nbcboston.com slash free state yep so that's what they link to, and that's what the chairman of the Democratic Party links to in this letter about the words dystopian lifestyle, is he links to this fake news, yeah. fake book about, oh my God, bears are attacking people in Grafton. And as you pointed out, the expert from the state, who you would think would have like, I don't know, an axe to grind with the Free State Project at, at best, but the state, the state bear guy said, yeah, no, there's... There's been no increase in bear attacks in Grafton. So there's just nothing to that. Uh, but going on, he says their vision of eliminating New Hampshire's tradition of caring for the common good is fundamentally at odds with the values of the New Hampshire Democratic Party. Now, the Free State Project's vision has nothing to do with the common good as far as being against or being for it. The Free State Project is simply a migration of libertarians who are coming to New Hampshire to gather together into the same place to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. Now, does liberty mean that the common good will suffer? Well, depends on what you mean by the common good. Now, when he says it, what he means, what the Democrats like this guy mean are, hey, those libertarians, they want to come here and stop our government forced wealth redistribution programs. Those help people because that's what a lot of Democrats believe. They believe they're wrong about this, but they believe that you can help people with government. That's why they're Democrats. It's stealing. It is stealing, Bonnie. Why is that? Because the other people who are working and uh, you know trying to make ends meet for their families mm-hmm. who aren't on welfare are the ones that are going to pay the government to give people on welfare money. And I'm not saying that we shouldn't have charities. I actually think that charities and um, non-forced helping of people who are down on their luck would work so much better than the system we have now that encourages people to stay on welfare and uh, doesn't actually have any kind of... Like, there's no heart to welfare, you don't go into a mm. bi- building and people talk to you about your problems and see the best way they can help you. Nope. People really care about you. You're, you're just going to fill be, out this you're, paperwork. You're going to get handed some paperwork and mm-hmm. it, a lot of the times uh, conditions for you to be able to receive any help include things like you can't work any more hours at work, mm-hmm. can't try to move up in life, uh, you can't be in college and receive food stamps, things like that. Right. 
Uh, if you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. No, just t- drop out of college and then we'll give you a, your food stamps and it'll be fine. But I think your point is that a an individual who is wanting to actually help people would give to private charity. Whether that charity is religious or not, you know, it's up to you. That's the nice thing about a private charity. Choose the best one. You get to decide which ones are doing the best job, which ones are helping people in the way that you think that they need to be helped. You get to give them your money. You decide how much to give. You decide on what terms you give and to whom you give. And, and that's how people get the most help, not through government forced wealth redistribution. So the people who are against the system, like the libertarians are, are not against the quote-unquote common good. Or helping people at all. Right. In fact, uh, I think that if the, the best part about a free market of everything, including like police, security, the best part about it is if people that are you're paying to do something like... Um, police work, something like it in in some other, you know, system um, that you're voluntarily giving money to to do that. If they're doing something like going and pulling over only Mexicans right now, they can do that and you can't do anything about it. There's you, nothing, have to, you have to pay for it. You have to keep paying for your police station, even if you know, even if you found proof that they're only pulling over Mexicans. And you can't do anything about it. And I mean, it's not, it's not like I'm just making that up. It's not like that mm-hmm. wasn't happening in Arizona under that one guy that Trump uh, pardoned. You know who I'm talking about? No. Um, he's a terrible guy. He had like, uh, basically, he was turning prison into like. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Ar- uh, the, uh, or Arpaio. Yeah. Joe Arpaio. Yeah. He, yeah he, he's he, a real bad guy. It was like proven that he was like telling his troops out, or troops, whatever, his people out, mm. uh, the traffic guys to like pull over mexicans like you're gonna oh, yeah, yeah. No, money he ran the tent mexicans city and, uh, most yeah. infamously and was basically forcing inmates outside to live outside in but in what can Arizona you do in a, in a private situation where you find out oh uh, it seems that the uh, security guards that we're paying to you know do whatever are only harassing mexicans what can you do about it you can stop paying those people So I got more from the outraged Democratic Party chairman who is railing against RFK Jr. coming to speak at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He is freaking out about this. And the thing is, this is nothing new. This is just the latest in a long series of people who are on the authoritarian left who hate the Free State Project. We'll continue here in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash Digital Cash. Dash is the cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. Rising fees have made Bitcoin useless for purchases, but Dash continues to have fees less than one cent per transaction and has implemented really cool features to ensure it's undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. From a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible and its network is protected from 51% attacks by their Chainlocks technology. There's no need to wait for a confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete, so it's great for merchants. Dash is one of the oldest cryptocurrencies and is widely available on exchanges and in multi-crypto wallets. It's easy to get and use Dash. Start by learning more at Dash.org. Big thanks to the Dash DAO for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. Visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. Dash.org.
It's Free Talk Live, and you can join the show here if you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the, uh, the latest on the controversy surrounding the Porcupine Freedom Festival, the world's largest libertarian camping event, probably the, war- the largest libertarian event on the planet, period. Uh, it has become very popular ever since COVID. I mean, it was already a big event, but it wasn't the world's largest prior to COVID. And then all of a sudden, people got really interested in moving to New Hampshire because, well, they realized that uh, you know, things are pretty serious out there. The government is, uh, is cracking down in a big way, and people are super obedient, just doing everything they're told. So might be a good idea to finally get together with some like-minded people and actually make a change uh, in the world. It turns out the Free State Project, what you know, whatever you think of the details of uh, the personality conflicts within, because thousands of people in the same place, turns out they don't all get uh, get along with one another. Uh, the The concept is solid. The idea of migrating liberty minded people, people that understand freedom, uh, that uh, they understand the non aggression principle, they're voluntarists, they're liberty uh, libertarians. They're liberty-loving anarchists. Bringing those people together into the same geographic area has had a huge impact. In fact, that's what we're proving again tonight with this letter from the chairman of the New Hampshire Democratic, the whole party. Uh, He's railing against RFK Jr., who's going to be speaking next week at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is proof that the Free State Project has a huge effect on the political scene here in New Hampshire because... Anywhere else, the libertarians, the libertarian party or whatever groups we're talking about in the other 49 states, they have zero effect. The chairman of the Democratic Party of you know wherever state you live, if it's not New Hampshire, has never written word one about the libertarians where you live. It's just a fact because the libertarians where you live have zero impact or near to zero impact. They're just not worth talking about. They're not a threat to the status quo, etc. So we're going to come back to that letter here in just a moment. But I actually have a special uh, call on the line here. It's actually a Jitsi call from uh, our friend Footloose, who's on the line with us from his home in Manchester. Welcome, Footloose. Hey, how's it going? Can you hear me all right? Yeah, we got you. Uh, the only bad news is I actually want to shut my camera off to you. You can keep yours on. And that might help with the the latency. There's like maybe a two second or so delay between when we're talking. It should be it should be doable. Um, so you are calling in because there's been what seems like an unfortunate development uh, with the Porcupine Freedom Festival and your potential attendance at this. Now, for listeners that don't know you, you are a New Hampshire native. We actually first met you at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We had a three-hour-long, I think, interview of you. We did a whole show where you talked about your history. Great interview. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, I listened to that. Uh, we, uh, I think it was, at the time, the longest interview we'd ever conducted. Because normally we only have people in for more than, like, I don't know, a half hour or something like that. But really interesting Well, story. I mean, I wasn't expecting um, the, all the questions, but you, you know— Asked a lot of good questions. So thank you, I appreciate that. Uh, and you got an interesting history 
we've ended up subsequently kind of getting to know each other because you've been, well, sadly, targeted for your activism here in New Hampshire. Uh, we did a lot of uh, protests together during COVID outside of the governor's house, for instance, and you were arrested at least once there and arrested here and there in some other uh, situations. You've been charged with various victimless crimes for these uh, events that you've been attending. Um, and if you want to see Footloose in court, I highly recommend it. It's there's You've never seen court footage quite like it. If you just go to freekeen.com and type in Footloose into the search that should come up with all kinds of really interesting court videos. But somebody apparently got a hair across their butt about you attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival this year. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, I don't know if you heard. We know Mikey called in and he's banned as well. Um, right. And then earlier today, I found out that Rochelle Kelly is banned hmm. from the infamous uh, free playground uh, play for your die incident. And um, so I was looking at the comments on that post and Mikey, uh, you know, was saying what he, his situation. And I agreed with whatever, you know, he was uh, polite about his, what he had to say and why he's being banned for whatever speech or disagreement between him and Dennis. And, you know, I know Dennis has his side. I, I watched That's the, whole the organizer for listeners that maybe don't know. He's the, we interviewed him a couple of weeks ago about the various, things going on with pork fest he's the uh the current main organizer of the porcupine freedom festival and uh you know he's, yeah. he's doing good work but also there's always some controversies anyway go so, ahead. so so yeah so he um he was tagged in the post or whatever and apparently rochelle's banned and mikey's banned and i was looking at all the comments and it was constance who's the co-hostess or whatever um she was commenting about the situation and, you know, uh, saying it was because of name calling is why Rochelle's banned. And wow. Rochelle put what? all the screen. I, yeah, I'm basically. utterly sh- shocked. I, when I heard like last week that Rochelle was banned, I was like, why? And somebody told me it was because she complained about the way that Dennis handled it when her kid got kind of like molested at Porkfest. Correct. Um, close to it. And we have the screenshots to prove it. They're not good. Um, they're not good looking screenshots um Hmm. but yeah so it was over that incident and people were standing up about um you know it's being billed as family friendly and then there's somebody maybe broke the rules with the nudity thing and came around but people spoke up about it but people should speak up about it and be upset about it and if your daughter comes to you your 13 year old daughter says hey some guy's making advances on me um and then you go and do something about it like yeah they there should be something done about it and it it should be talked about and that stuff needs to be stopped immediately and shut down um you know there's a time and a place for everything i'm not a prude or something but it's like if i invited you over here to work on a legal case and then i turn on pornography (laughs) and then i strip naked you know it's you didn't, that's not why you came there. You didn't know that's what you're getting into. Sure. You can get up and leave, but some people might be like, Oh, caught off guard and afraid. And so, (laughs) you know, that type of stuff is, should not be allowed. And there's a lot of contradictions, but yeah. So then I, they, she said, cause of name calling. So I said, Oh, I feel left out. I just, I commented, I feel uh, left out. I'm wondering why I wasn't banned. 
And Constance said, you are banned. All three of you are why? banned. What? I don't know why I'm banned. But um, and before we go, before we go on here, the subsequent part. Um, sure. Look, I mean, it's obviously it's their event. They can do what they want. But I mean, as someone who has been banned from the event in the past, and I've been sub- subsequently restored uh, access to the event. It's a very, it's a very elite group of people who've been banned from uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So, welcome to what we've called in the past uh, Pariah Club. You are now part of uh, Porkfest Pariah Club, and uh, so having been banned, I, I wear that with pride. We need to make shirts. In in the uh, in the past, they actually had to uh, like convene the board of directors of the Free State Project. And the board of directors had to kind of hear the argument of the organizer or whoever it was that wanted to ban a person uh, in order to make this ban stick. Now, obviously, if it's like the middle of Porkfest and somebody does something that's offensive or you know somehow violates another person's rights, then you know it's the campground can make the decision to say toss that person off. There doesn't have to be a, a meeting of a board or anything like that. But we're still here now, you know, three days away from the beginning of the Porcupine Freedom Festival. They certainly have time to you know have a discussion about whatever the allegations are and i cannot believe that somebody is saying and obviously this is hearsay we're just hearing it from you but uh it's hard to believe that they would ban somebody over name calling what you can't handle whoever whoever it is somebody got their name a name called and they can't handle that they can't be in the same campground the same you know acres large the largest campground in all of new hampshire this is rogers campground it's an amazingly beautiful large place you can't exist on the same campground as somebody who you don't like somebody who said something With mean words, to yeah. you i mean i understand when words are used as a threat that's I not what we're talking someone, about but though, that's right? what i'm saying that Call, yeah. Name calling someone—that's ridiculous. Right. Oh, I heard it was specifically because Rochelle Kelly name called Dennis, and I—I I kind of uh, want to explain what I said. The organizer of the, the okay. kid. This is what lots of people have said. Definitely happened. The kid was at uh, the pool. This is last year, right? Or the year before? I don't okay. know. The kid was at the pool, and this weirdo. Year with, before. Oh, okay. Thanks. Had a a noodle like a pool noodle. Okay. It's a float yep. device. Yep. And uh, was, like, touching the kid inappropriately with it from Ooh. about, like, you know, 10 feet away or something. But the kid, like, went and told the mom. Mm-hmm. It, that guy got chased through the woods and ejected from Porkfest. So that was good and everything. Problem but solved. I don't really know uh, why Rochelle was upset with Dennis for the handling of it. I don't know that story. I don't either. But from the rumors, she's banned because uh, during, when she was expressing to Dennis, I'm not happy with the way you handled the situation. Hmm. Uh, he was he didn't like that. And apparently, according to Frank, maybe there was some name calling, but that's not worth getting kicked no. out of Porkfest or banned. It, and it was in the the off-topic chat where supposedly anything goes. Mm. The off-topic Telegram chat. I There's see. tons of screenshots of all this. Mm. So... Um, there was, from what I understand, there was another incident besides that, and another person in, like this. Her concerns, Rochelle's concerns, were not taken seriously, and the catalyst was that last year there was another incident, and somebody said something about it, and I backed them up on it, and um, you know nobody wanted to have anything to do with it carla was she said i don't care about this but then other people started talking about it which is where rochelle came in and started talking about the previous year 
and how mm-hmm. it wasn't handled properly and all that. And so these are just concerns of the community that they're trying to raise and then people getting kicked out of the groups and banned and um, because they just want to make everything look good. Everything's perfect. There's nothing there's nothing wrong anywhere. And, you know, um, yeah, I have no idea why I'm banned still. But yeah, well, apparently we actually we actually had to get Dennis Pratt, the organizer on the air with us during an interview for Mikey to call in and ask him why he was banned because he hadn't found out until he was confronted on uh, on broadcast radio. So so good luck getting uh, getting an answer here as to to why you've been banned. I mean, it may be to the point where, uh, Frank, what you might have to do is just show up and see what they say, you know, have your video uh, camera ready to roll. I mean, you always have a, a good one strapped to your the front of your chest where you got the you got all the coverage you need. And, uh, you know, just see what they say. Well, you, you, you have to leave the, the campground. Well, why is that? At least maybe they'll tell you uh, in that particular right. case. And, and so, I mean, they don't own the campground and they didn't rent the entire campground. And Dennis himself has even said it's just it's his pavilion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's the pavilion that he's renting. He hasn't rented and he doesn't own every single piece of property on there. So it's not very libertarian of them to ban me from going to meet people who are seasonals there that have invited me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I have a lot of friends there. And yeah, people think I'm a free stater. I'm not a free stater. Again, I'm a native, but I love a lot of free staters. I, I support the idea and everything, but I can't support every single person because sure. I have too much integrity, which these people severely lack. Okay. It's very, very disheartening, and they basically declared war, and I'm prepared for it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, they, they picked the wrong guy. Now, let's focus in on something that I think you and I might have a disagreement on because, you know, we, we agree on a lot of stuff, uh, but everybody doesn't agree on everything. Sure. The nice thing about, you know, being able to disagree and still you know, interact and, and hang out or whatever is that's like, you know, how to treat somebody decently. Um, but you've, as I understand it, and I, I've seen a lot of this from afar because I was only there for one day last year. We, Bonnie and I came up, I gave a speech, we hung out for an afternoon and then we had to be back cause I was and on. Neither of us are in that pork fest telegram right, chat. Right. So we don't see any of the, the drama in there. Um, and so I've been, you know, I've been pretty disconnected from pork fest for the last few years because the federal charges against me due to the, the crypto six, but I caught wind that there was uh, a naked person who, had or partially nude person or whatever maybe his junk got shown accidentally supposedly i don't know he was wearing a grass skirt okay down in the pavilion area during the rants because i was invited actually by carla to do a rant Mm -hmm. randomly i was and i did i gave a good rant um and uh during that he came down there and that's the family area and that's where there's none of that supposed to be allowed i didn't see it myself but mm-hmm. just a, a grass skirt and, you know, there's I don't want to make too many out because there's no photo proof or, or, of anything. But it was it was inappropriate. I mean, there's food trucks down there. You're half naked, naked with just nothing, just but this like little grass skirt thing. I don't know. Um, so I didn't see it. But people were complaining about it who had children and. This is the so I'm gonna I'll out to do everybody knows it's the Body Freedom Village guy. Mm-hmm. So that's why this year now they've that's supposed to be a cordoned off area where it's not supposed to come out of that area, right? Mm-hmm. And like I have no like I said I have no problem. Like I watch porn, 
I'll go to the strip club. Like, I, you know what I mean? But there's a time and a place for these type of things. And like I ha- said, I don't invite people over here and turn it into something else. So sure. um, under false pretenses, it's not very consensual. Uh, so what else we heard about this interaction was the claim. So obviously, you know, every side's got their uh, their story to this, right? So, you know, one side says that this person uh, from the Body Freedom v- Village, uh, I think his name is Jeff, uh, Jeff was inappropriately displaying his junk around yeah. children. Somebody claimed it was, you know, we're on broadcast radio here, so we uh, we, we we can't get too explicit. Can we just say in a state of arousal? Yeah, state yeah. of arousal. That's a good one. Uh, and other people were saying that's totally false. That this person who made the claim is like an ultra conservative state representative. The who, other thing I've heard from many not, people, no, not true, is that the. The claim went from he was around us. I didn't like that. To he was staring at my child. To he was staring at my child and in a state of arousal. Like why didn't you say that to begin with? And I mean, none of the three of us saw it. But I think that we can also have a conversation just without any knowledge of whether those things are true. Right. About, right. Should he have been there in the first place? Should he have been place? there to be, in the first place? That I think place? is really the the big question. And to take uh-huh. you. To take you back, uh, Footloose, sure. and our audience back further than last year or whenever it was this this one happened, uh, I don't know, a decade ago, there was a guy that stirred up the same hornet's nest of the uh, the angry conservatives who were attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival. He was walking around wearing a loincloth. Now, as I understand it, no one said that his junk slipped out or anything like that. It was just, my God, there's a man in a loincloth here. And at some point, there was also, I think, a topless lady. And, you know, oh, my God. Well, this is the thing. Uh, if I can interject. Yeah. Not everybody there, like I said, is there for Pork Fest. There are regular people who've rented campsites and they don't have tickets to Pork Fest. That's true, yeah. Okay, so there's that aspect. And from what I understand, um, last year, from the it was a separate incident, but there was a veteran fam. A guy was a vet, a veteran and probably obviously conservative. And this might have been, but yeah, he made threats because of the body freedom if it came around his his wow. fight with his kids. You know what I mean? So it's like mm-hmm. people got to understand that unless Free State Project rents the entire f- place out, the, you know, people need to have a little bit of decorum and respect and, you know, keep it to their sites and, and whatnot. And I don't know. It, it's uh, but well, yeah, ultimately, uh, I think I just, it comes down to the property owner. Right. And in this case, as you pointed out, it's not the Free State Project. It's the campground. And right. the uh, the campground has dealt with these situations in the past, and essentially the owners basically just shrugged it off, as I understand it. It's like, hey, whatever. You know, if you don't like uh, some lady walking around topless, then sorry. Um, now, you know, right. does I don't know how he feels about full frontal nudity. I have not spoken with him directly about that particular question. But it is obviously allowed in the area in which it's allowed, and, I, and I'm glad for that because I think that por- the Porcupine Freedom Festival should be a welcoming place. It should be a place where if there's like a conservative Christian family and they want to go camp across the campground from the Body Freedom Village, and I believe that's exactly what happens. I think the, the Christian conservative guys are like in the northeast side of the campground and then the Body Freedom Village are in like the southwest side. So they literally are as, as far apart from one another uh, as possible. But, you know, the reality is, you know, as you're walking around, 
people mix. You know, the, you can be in your areas when you're in, in, taking a nap or cooking, you know, over the campfire or whatever it is you're doing, hanging out with your friends. Uh, but yeah, maybe you want to go into the pork fest area and watch a speech, or you want to go and buy some food from a, a vendor in the vendor area. And so people are going to intersperse with one another. And I think what we if have experienced this year, which is not a new a new thing at all, is there's just certain conservative people who, you know, they like some of the libertarians or whatever. They, I don't know why they're at this particular event, but they're they're there, and they get all in a huff about somebody expressing, you know, body freedom or whatever, and then they start to make a huge to-do about it as though that it shouldn't be allowed anywhere. And, and some people will, will even refuse to attend the festival. There was a large number of them who were protesting the entire festival, which I think is good. Please, don't come. You know, if, if you think that your kid's seeing a, a person in drag or a topless lady uh, is going to corrupt them to their core, then you really don't belong at a freedom festival. And uh, another thing I'd like to add is, I think that this person might have been trying to compromise by going to these places with a grass skirt on. I don't know how much it covers because I've never seen yeah, it. Yeah, we haven't seen it. And, and Footloose, yeah, like I you said, you didn't see it. Either. Yeah. But people did say the whole thing, he was aroused or whatever and this and that. And um, I mean... Uh, that's where I feel like it's crossing the line, and it's like the the time and the place thing. It's like don't if you like to smoke weed, like don't blow it in everybody's face. Mm-hmm. Okay, but don't smoke weed. That's just not okay. I don't think that violates the nap, but that's super disrespectful. And somebody might violate the nap if you do something like that. So that's what people need to understand is that. You know, it's not all people have the same beliefs everywhere, whether we consider ourselves libertarians or not. And um, we're all going to have to coexist in some way. Right. Because I I consider myself as far libertarian as you can get to the point of anarchy. Right. And so no leaders, no rulers. Mm -hmm. Right. Leaderless. I believe the Constitution is an anarchist document. Okay, and I'm willing to debate anybody on that or speak on that. It it has the right to revolution in it, the state constitution here in New Hampshire, and it also has the ninth and the tenth amendment of the federal constitution. The right to null the nullification is is done by the people in the states, and that's what I do. You see what I do, you know? Like I had all these court cases that everybody hate me over, but I won them all. Right? I just had four wins. I got the one guilty for whatever, and I'll take care of that. For, for saying shut it down mm-hmm. um, when I was just illegally arrested and this woman was arrested for saying amen. Yeah. I mean, I, so wh- how the Free State Project is, you know, attacking natives and activists like this and being anti-libertarian by banning people who disagree with people. Nobody's been assaulted over any of this stuff. And like you said, we can disagree. We're going to disagree. As long as nobody's getting assaulted over it, that's all that should matter to me. You know what I mean? Once that happens, then whatever happens, happens. Yeah, it's, it's particularly disturbing what, what you're talking about here tonight, because you've said people have been banned, allegedly, this Rochelle Kelly being banned for just simply allegedly insulting somebody, yeah. you know, essentially free speech. Uh, meanwhile, Maj Tour actually right. did threaten to assault somebody. 
And we've talked extensively about that. And he's being paid to speak. They didn't rescind his speaker's fee and uninvite him from the event, which they probably should have done because he still has yet to make any kind of public statement rescinding uh, the statement that he made. Supposedly, Dennis Pratt, the organizer of Porkfest, had a conversation with him where Maj clarified, allegedly, that, oh, no, 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 he's only going to attack a drag queen if they're reading sexual things to children without their parents' consent, which is a completely different thing than what he actually said publicly, which is that he would just roll up and assault anybody at a drag queen story hour. So uh, do you want to stick with us, Footloose, to continue this? All right, we're going to continue here in moments. Actually, I think we have a call for you on the line from Aria Demetso, who's at ForkFest right now. We're coming up. Some of you have wanted to support Free Talk Live's mission on a monthly basis, but don't want to support Patreon. Now we have an alternative that also helps our premier streaming platform, Odyssey. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join at the top of the channel. You can subscribe for $5 per month, and unlike other subscription services, Odyssey adds their processing fee on top, so it'll cost a little over $5 per month, but Free Talk Live will receive the entire amount you pledged. Higher donation tiers are available if you're feeling so inspired. You'll get a special membership badge that's visible in the Odyssey chat room, and if we get enough supporters, we may enable members-only chat. This new subscription method is a great way to decentralize our direct listener support away from just Patreon and also support a libertarian-run business, Odyssey. Please visit video.freetalklive.com and click join to subscribe to our Odyssey channel and help support spreading our message around the planet. Visit video.freetalklive.com and click join today. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the second hour here of the program as ForkFest is ongoing at the campground over at Rogers Campground through the weekend. It's going to be happening. In fact, as I understand it, it's already, uh, you know, there's already people there, and we're actually going to get an update from Aria Demetso, our own co-host who is on the scene. She got all the broadcast equipment hooked up yesterday. They recorded... I believe a full show today. That show is going to air on tomorrow night's live radio show. So uh, we'll look forward to that. The number, if you want to join the show here tonight, is 603-283-6160. And this hour of Free Talk Live is brought to you by Dash. It's digital cash. Dash is a cryptocurrency designed to be used for spending. In fact, Dash has been around for a very, very long time. It's one of the oldest cryptocurrencies out there. Uh, Almost a decade by the way, the Dash has been around. And it is uh, focused on being actually useful. Unlike Bitcoin, which, uh, you know, you can buy it and hold on to it, but if you spend it, good luck, because you're going to end up spending like a dollar or two's worth of Bitcoin these days just to uh, to send the transaction, at least according to the charts that I've looked at. Those are the, the current numbers for the median Bitcoin transaction, which basically makes Bitcoin useless, uh, especially for small purchases. You're not going to want to buy a $3 cup of coffee if you have to pay a $2 fee on top of that just uh, for the pleasure of spending Bitcoin. Whereas with Dash, whenever you spend Dash, you're looking at probably a way less than one cent fee to send Dash to the person you want to send it to. Also, from a technical standpoint, Dash transactions are irreversible. Its network is protected from 51% attacks by their chain locks technology. 
There's no need to wait for confirmation before considering a Dash transaction complete. So it's great for merchants, and you can easily get it on a bunch of different exchanges. It's available in multi-crypto wallets all over the place. You can start by learning more at Dash.org. It is, I think, undefeated as the most useful cryptocurrency in the marketplace. And there aren't a lot of cryptos that are competing with Dash on this. There's a lot Why does of, like, it have better than Bitcoin Cash? It's faster. Hmm. Uh, the the dash times uh, the confirmation times are four times faster than Bitcoin Cash. There's also an instant send option with uh, Dash, so you don't even have to deal with confirmation times if you do the instant send. Of course, there's um, in addition to that, it's the chain locks technology as well, so it's protected from the 51 percent attacks. There's yeah, a lot I forgot of about this one time that I paid uh, with Bitcoin Cash to my doctor, and it took over 30 minutes to confirm, so I had to. I don't know. I had to like email. The, I don't remember what I had to do because it was over a year ago, but I was just sitting there waiting for one confirmation. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. some kind of crazy busy time like Bitcoin just recently had. It was It was just a fluke The blockchain. Thing. And uh, I didn't pay a low Sometimes thing. on Bitcoin Cash, the blockchain just goes goes slow. Uh, the, the confirmations come slow. That's, that's the only time that's ever it happened to me with Bitcoin Cash. Yeah. I like Bitcoin Cash, but that was just, I don't know, I had a question about that. So uh, anyway, check out Dash.org. And big thanks to the Dash Decentralized Autonomous Organization for sending us 32 Dash per month to promote Dash on the air. You can visit Dash.org to learn about Dash. That is Dash.org. It uh, historically has been uh, highly accepted at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and Fork Fest. We've been talking with Footloose. He's on the line here with us from his home in Manchester via Jitsi Connection tonight. And uh, we've been just kind of talking about some of the controversies, Footloose, that have now uh, apparently you become one of the controversies at this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, where you were informed today by one of the co-organizers that you have been banned from this year's event. However, what you were not informed about was why. And moreover, um, I was informed when I said, this is just a rumor, I don't even, because it's Constance, I didn't realize at the time that she was the co-producer, and like I talked to her, I said, Constance said it, it's basically gospel. So uh, it was Dennis, uh, but she said that I would be physically removed. So she's threatening physical removal of me. Um, I take that as a threat, just saying. Yeah, well, this comes back to um, a question I had with Mikey, who we spoke to a couple weeks ago. Uh, He is a longtime Porkfest and Forkfest attendee. He's been vending there for many years, probably at least most of a decade. And so he's well known in the community. Yeah, he's a troll. I mean, that's that's kind of what he does online. He gets into troll and in real life. fights with people. Not so. I mean, a little bit in real life, but not. not when I much. met him, I said, so are you really racist? And he said, no, I just don't like black people. <laughs> yeah, he's a, you know, whatever. I don't I don't associate with him and I just don't associate with him. And but objectively, I can agree. I disagree with whatever I disagree with. But I can agree with him on a lot of these points and things. And it seems even though I don't, you know, I don't really like the guy. Right. But I don't see why he should be banned over whatever disagreement between him and and Lord Dennis. And that's the beautiful thing, because, like, I obviously I don't I'm not even sure if he is racist because you can't tell if he's joking or not. Mm -hmm. But I don't appreciate that aspect. And um, there have been other things that he said I disagree with. But, but you I don't want him kicked out of the event. I think he should be kicked out yeah. from the event. In fact, I right. think it's kind of 
terrible. He didn't steal from somebody. He didn't, you know, set somebody's campsite on fire. He didn't do any actual yeah. uh, violation of another uh, individual. In fact, what we were told when we interviewed Dennis Pratt was that Dennis simply believed, without any actual evidence, apparently, that Mikey had gone into some organizers' meeting on Jitsi and had... Uh, you know, kicked people out of the meeting. I guess he uh, the the allegation was he had gotten the link to the meeting, come into the meeting prior to it starting. So in, on, in Jitsi, there's like that's all you got to do to get total control of a room is you just got to be there before anybody really else. It's just First there's I not it's not a centrally controlled system. So it's just, that's just the way that works. And so whoever it was started kicking people out of the room. Eventually, somehow they got control away from this individual, and they got rid of this person. And then, apparently, Mikey joined after they got rid of the person. And so, Dennis said, well, one plus two plus three equals whatever, and just determined that that must have been uh, Mikey who did that, <laughs> even though Mikey denies that it was him. And so, he got banned for that. Uh, and I think that's un- that is unfortunate. But the question I had for Mikey, I said, well, are you going to attend anyway? And what has happened to your campsite? Because he said they'd refunded his ticket to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But he had right. not, as of the last time I spoke with him, he had not actually heard from the campground in regards to his campsite that he registered last year, the RV site where he vends from. And so I said, well, you know, if it were me, I would just show up, set up uh, operations during ForkFest, and then, you know, see what happens. Because he's always there during ForkFest anyway, and ForkFest is happening beforehand this year. So yep. just see what happens on Monday. See what see what they tell you. Yep. Record it. Get your, get your camera out and start recording it. Because it's, I mean, property rights. He rented that site. They don't rent the whole campground. They don't hold sway over the whole campground. Right. So um, until they do that, when they rent out the whole event and pay Rogers for every single site and carte blanche, then then maybe they can start dictating things like that and having these gun-free zones and, and all that. But um, And then Fort Fest would get really big. Let's get to the. Uh, I, I want to get a couple calls. Do you mind just hanging with us here, uh, Footloose, sure, to talk sure. about this? All right. So uh, we've got Aria, our very own Aria Demetso, is on the line here from the campground uh, there at Rogers Campground, where Forkfest has been ongoing this week. Uh, some people apparently showed up earlier in the week. Aria, you showed up on Thursday, got the Free Talk Live broadcast studio all set up there at RV site number, I believe, 46. Is that right? That is correct. We are at 46. Same place we've been it's for years. apparently considered our site now. Yeah. <laughs> when I tried to book a different site, they said, what? no, you're at 46. And I was like, well, we want this other site. It's been. And they're going, no, that's someone else's. Just stay at 46. You'll love it. I mean, they're not wrong. <laughs> it's a fine right? site. It's not too yeah. far away from the, uh, the, the entrance. We, I got a little confused there. We were supposed to have a different site, but we got 46? No, no, no. She asked for a different site oh. when we were yeah. negotiating the, the deal or whatever. And it was just like, no, nah, why don't you just stay stay put? So we're staying put. Um, so how's it going up there? Uh, it's great. I'm actually soaking wet. So is my dog right now because it started raining. It's very raining in New Hampshire right now. Mm. And we got back and like right as we got back and it started raining. So I had to go down to the site and, you know, let the tents down to minimize the chances of rain getting in. Mm-hmm. And so now we're soaking wet. It's absolutely beautiful. And it was beautiful all day. Oh, nice. I love how I waited until the end of the day to start raining. Uh, the wedding rehearsal, the big event of Fort Fest this year. Mm-hmm. Took up most of the afternoon. It was great. It's going to be a beautiful wedding. Hundreds oh, cool. of people expected to be at the campsite. By is, then. is there a plan so for, for the rain? Is there a plan for rain for the wedding? Do they? What are they going to do? Yes. 
Okay. Uh, we're going to get wet. Okay. <laughs> nice. All right. Very that cool. Is the plan. And of course, you're talking about our uh, co-hosts, uh, Nikki and Matt. They are going to be tying the knot at Fork Fest. By the way, not the first time that's happened. Uh, Jay Noon, also one of our co-hosts, had his wedding at Fork Fest years ago. I think it was like 2018. Uh, so the first, the yeah, first was, couple. Yep. Yeah. And you're going to be presiding over this wedding, as I understand it, as the uh, the presiding mistress of the uh, high reformed high priestess of the reformed satanic church. That's absolutely correct. It's a weird experience for me. I'm not used to doing marriages in general. I mean, uh, orgies are more the thing of Satanism <laughs> than like monogamy, right? So this is a new experience. And then it's actually going to be like licensed and recognized by the state. Oh, wow. So that, okay. that's also so you've got paperwork a new to fill aspect out then. of it. I do indeed have paperwork to fill out. And that's, it's very weird to do that on behalf of a church that the United States government just, you know, prosecuted. Yeah. But yeah, who, who denied are. the existence of your church. <laughs> right. And then allowed me to stay out so that I could perform a wedding in the capacity <laughs> of the high priestess of this church. That's a good no, point. Not- I mean, it's not like they actually did anything like brought charges against you for having a fake church. They can't There's do no that. Such charge. Yeah, exactly. They can't do that. So all they did was uh, make these, I mean, well, in Ian's trial, they made the claims that all the churches were fake. Quote unquote purported. In a way to just sway the jury. It's not like they can That's actually do anything. Like, Yeah, they just wanted to drag us churches. through the mud, essentially, was was what it was. So what else? I mean, how's it? They try it, right? But every, time, but every time the U.S. government has tangled with Satanism, they've lost. Yeah. How's it going out there? I mean, as far as the event, uh, Fork Fest, you know, you've been there for years. You saw it before when it was, I think you were there when it was pre the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You've been there through the three years where it was after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Uh, what's it? How's it comparing so far? That's right. I've been to every Fork Fest. And so far, it's difficult to say. I, I feel like I'm earlier this year than I am on most years because presumably in previous years when it was at the beginning, I would have come up on Friday is my general suspicion. But people started arriving today mm-hmm. and they've continued arriving tonight. Uh, of course, the lady who does Euros arrived a little while ago while I was out having dinner and Sweet. asked for help getting her canopy up. And unfortunately, it started raining right after that. So no one's doing that. But people have begun arriving. Of course, uh, Sean of Chuck Wagner Sodas arrived today and Several other vendors arrived today. Many attendees arrived yesterday and, of course, today as well. But now, when you say attendees, the vendors, are these people who they know about ForkFest? They're there specifically to attend ForkFest? Or they're just, you know, oh, we happen to be here early for the Porcupine Freedom Festival and they don't know uh, what ForkFest is? Well, there's obviously going to be a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. And I got to tell you, Nikki's wedding really skews the numbers, right? Sure. Like, She's expecting between 150 and 180 people here for the wedding, and that's that's a big fork fest anyway. But on top of yeah. that, you got people here for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So it's some of them are for sure. There's at least one person running around who I've talked to who is only here for fork fest mm. and who is not even staying for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, anything else so, that uh, you want to share? How's the, how's the food situation? I know the last few years as ForkFest was after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, basically after day one, it was like there was it was scraping by trying to find uh, any hot food or any food prepared to order uh, on the campground. That was how it was yesterday and today. Tomorrow mm-hmm. will be different. Of course, tomorrow dinner. 
I, I don't know if you have to have an invitation to attend the wedding, but tomorrow my dinner plans are, you know, the wedding. Uh, there are vendors that have begun to set up. None of them are. Um, the Gordons have been selling food, mm-hmm. uh, donations only. I don't know what sort of capacity they are at, if they can be, you know, 10 people or 30 people. I heard they were so offering breakfast at are... their site this morning and dinner at their site uh, this afternoon. So, I mean, that 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 counts. And then, as I understand it, Bumps yep. uh, was cooking out of her uh, trailer that she has. She's one of the seasonal rentals there. She's also a free stater. I understand it. she was cooking on Wednesday night uh, before you even showed up. So it sounds like there's been at least some food available over the last couple of days. That's correct, but I don't consider those people to be vendors. They are attendees who happen to have food that. Oh, selling, I do. I if you if you're selling food, you're you're a vendor. I mean, there's not you don't, don't get know. like a badge at Fork Fest. You know, you I don't, don't get a badge, but you, you don't have to have a uh, purpose. You don't have to have an actual food truck to be a, a vendor. If you've got a you know if you got a grill or whatever, and you're ready to roll and uh, sell people some food, then it. You know, as far as I'm concerned, you're vending. If you're taking crypto, if you're taking, uh, you know, if you're taking gold backs or whatever, you're you're good to go. Okay. Well, that's not the metric that I would normally use when I answer the question as to uh, vendors. So but, let's yeah, let's I mean, sure, re there, let's re-answer the question then. Uh, how many people are actually selling food? That's what I meant. I guess was not how many quote I mean, unquote. Honestly, people. I think only the one. Honestly, I think only the ones that you've listed. Okay, all right. Which is still pretty good. But, I mean, it's also only Friday, and more people come during the weekend. A lot of people had to work today. A lot of people are going to arrive overnight. More people will arrive tomorrow and Sunday. For sure. All right, anything else you want to share about uh, the experience so far? Uh, No, it's just absolutely fantastic, and I hope to see people here. Uh, is Mikey out there, by the way, the, the band Mikey from the Porcupine Freedom Festival who normally vends at, uh, at Fork Fest? He, he is not. And, uh, of course, shoot. I offered him you know, space at the FTL site for him to put his stuff. I think he has his own so site. That, you know, That's the thing. He does, but, you know, uh, and he probably does through Fork Fest. To, to my knowledge, Rogers Campground has not offered him a refund they have a very strict no refund policies mm. right like they wouldn't even give me a refund several years ago on a hotel room that i ended up not needing they were like no there's no refunds i was like this cost me twenty four twenty four hundred dollars can we talk about this i go nope no refunds man so they're very strict on that okay they, they yeah that'll, that'll that be interesting anyone. to see how that uh, pans out aria thanks for calling in tonight your show uh, recorded today is going to be airing tomorrow night on our saturday night show so we'll look forward to hearing uh, what you and Captain Kickass had to oh, nice. talk about uh, today. So thanks, uh, and good luck with the wedding tomorrow. We're expecting to see you. Bonnie and I will come up, and uh, we'll see you there. Yep, sounds great. See you thanks, then. Thanks, Aria. Um, in fact, speaking of Mikey, we have him on the line here. Also, Footloose still with us from uh, Manchester. Mikey, uh, where are you calling from tonight? I, we just we were just told you're not at the campground. I, I have not made it up yet. I will be at some point this weekend. I'm not sure exactly. Okay. It's just plans haven't worked out so we were talking Um, with footloose earlier about the fact that you were banned as we discussed you called in a couple weeks ago uh, about this you were banned from the porcupine freedom festival apparently simply because the organizer believed apparently just on his own you know volition with no evidence that you had caused some trouble in a uh, an online jitsi conference even though there was no evidence for it and uh, said that you were going to be refunded you had your tickets refunded by the free state project 
But the big question at the time was, what was going to happen to your campsite? Because normally you attend ForkFest and you vend from there. Usually you set up like a snack tent and it's open 24 hours a day and it's on the honor system. Uh, so you are showing up. You're planning to show up at ForkFest this weekend and get set up. What's your plan for the, uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival come Monday? Uh, well, first of all, thanks to Bonnie for giving me the heads up about Frank being on and, and all this stuff because I saw some I saw a post about Frank being banned in Rochelle and it's there's just a total lack of transparency here and it's just amazing that we have almost have more rights under the Constitution than our own libertarian festival. There's no <laughs> transparency, no due process, nothing. And I hope Frank and I can have a little truce in our uh, disagreements because we have a bigger issue here. I don't know what he, you know, I've heard he's accused of threatening violence. I don't know if that's the case. I'm not presuming anything, but they don't have any clear, you know, statement of what any of us are banned for. And as far as I know, it's just criticizing and complaining about the organizers. Frank, uh, Um, do you have any idea what this uh, claim of alleged threats of violence could possibly be? No, I want either a quote or screenshots. I mean... I don't know. It's just rumors. I mean, yeah. I, I'd love well, to this is the thing. You're going to remember when I was at that uh, executive council meeting and I was saying, we know where you live to the politicians because mm-hmm. it's public record. Yep. They did a whole big investigation with the AG and the state police to try to come up with charges on that because <laughs> they were they were scared and they felt <laughs> threatened. But it's not a criminal threat. It's not a credible threat. Nope. And so if these guys want to go down that road and take something that I said and twist it like I'm, I'm, I'm actually making credible threats instead of trying to emphasize a point like I did earlier where like it's not all free staters there. It's not all libertarians there renting campsites at all times. And, and wherever you're at, you better know where you're at. You know, like Maj Tajor said, when it's, when he's around, it's his community. And I said the same thing in my post on Facebook. I said, it's 24, seven, 365, my community, wherever my feet are at 100%. That's the type of thing I'm on. I, I, I'm with Maj. Uh, I follow him after I heard about this. I never even didn't really even know anything about him. I heard about the black guns matter thing. Didn't know who he was or whatever, but uh, I like a lot of stuff that he has to say, but I mean, honestly, I should be getting paid to speak there. Why am I not being invited and paid to speak there about what's going on in this state, in the tyranny, in this governor? Because they all want to toe the line and they all want to become part of the state. That's a big problem, too. Now, when you say that you are with Maj, we we mentioned earlier and we had an extensive discussion about this on previous episodes of the show that Maj Tour, who is known, uh, I think, nationally for being the black lives or sorry, black guns matter guy. Black guns matter. And yeah, I follow him on Twitter since this whole thing and I became aware of him. And he does. He does really good work there. Uh, I was disappointed when Maj came out on Twitter and said he was going to roll up and assault anybody in quote-unquote his community who does a drag queen story hour. And he didn't say anything about only if it's sexually explicit without, you know, parental consent. I think which, it should be implied, though, that's what he meant, to be honest. But he didn't clarify that when he was given an opportunity more than once to come on this show 
So let's have a conversation about it. He said, what we were told from Dennis Pratt, the organizer of Porkfest, is that Maj is willing to meet and talk with anyone at Porkfest. I'm like, great. Let's have a meet, you know, two months in advance on national radio where we can have him clarify what it was that he was saying. Because what Dennis was saying was, well, no, he didn't mean what he actually said was that he was going to roll up and assault people who have a drag queen story hour. And I was like, well, let's come on the show. Let's have you, you know, let's talk about it. And he refused uh, to come on the show, has refused to have any kind of uh, comment. Further, he made a further post on uh, Twitter that he was uh, considering Porkfest to be his community and, quote, make of that what you will. So he has done everything but, you know, walk back his statement in any way, shape or form. Now, I personally don't think he's going to do anything at all but that doesn't mean that it wasn't a threat i'm curious to hear what you have to say about it coming up here uh footloose also we still have mikey with us here uh from the well he's not there yet but Forkfest is ongoing you can go to forkfest.party there's more coming up it's free talk live Join the show here. The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, earlier in the show, we did start talking about the chairman of the Democratic Party here in New Hampshire attacking the Porcupine Freedom Festival, um, attacking specifically uh, RFK Jr. for speaking at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We started reading his letter that he wrote to RFK Jr., and it's, of course, all about how terrible the Free State Project is and how dangerous and scary the, the Free Staters and the Libertarians here are, uh, which, of course, is just a huge endorsement of the idea of concentrating Libertarian activists in one place. So we're going to continue with that here in a little bit, but uh, we ended up talking about ForkFest, which is going on right now. Uh, you can go to ForkFest.Party. It is the decentralized alternative to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Hey, Porkfest, it's a great event. I even said when they banned me, because we're talking about people who've been banned apparently from this year's Porcupine Freedom Festival, when Porkfest banned me from their event in 2016 for apparently a one-year time frame and uh, broke up with uh, Free Talk Live because we used to have a deal with, with Porkfest, a sponsorship thing. When they did that, I wrote an article at freekeen.com about how, even though I'm banned from the event, I thought that you should still attend it. Because I still think, despite whatever failings of the centralized organizers, the event is still, overall, a very good thing for the ideas of liberty. I'm joined by uh, Bonnie and, of course, also Footloose, uh, uh, who's with us here from his home in Manchester. Also, Mikey is with us in uh, wherever it is he is. He's a regular vendor at both Forkfest and the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I think, Mikey, you had agreed with me that, you know, that that you think people should still attend this event despite the controversies, despite the uh, the personality conflicts. Is that right? Yeah, I, I do plan to stay. And I did a little, a little update. I did receive a call or two calls from Rogers. They left a message, and I called back, and, and the person in the office said that there was she had heard about a conflict between me and Porkfest, hmm. and the only thing I was able to say um, was that um, the only conflict is Dennis with me. There's no conflict between me and Porkfest, and then she had to take another call or deal with something, and the call dropped, so I don't know the status of that. And so she didn't say, 
she didn't say i'm sorry but we have to cancel your your spot no okay no and i i, I think they just don't want to they just don't want to deal with this they have so many other problems and I think at the end of the day, if Frank, me, and uh, Rochelle were to show up, I think Dennis is a coward. He's just going to, you know, shirk off and do his, you know, bring his status and whatever other nonsense. Well, if it were me, if I were in that circumstance, I would be on the campground doing my thing, and I wouldn't go to what I consider to be the Porcupine Freedom Festival part, the official part, which is the pavilion and whatever other pork fest tents they have. Right. I almost never go down there anyway. So I, just yeah. in general, I, I make one appearance a week at this point because Porkfest to me is, you know, up in the Agora Valley and all that stuff. You know, it's nice to see some of the things. I will say I'm 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 uh, drawing down my my uh, vending a little bit this year because not because of this stuff. It was kind of planned in general between the theft last year and, and just I'm burned out from a lot of things. And and I'm just going to mostly enjoy the festival. I'm going to do my tours and. Um, for somebody who's sabotage, supposedly sabotaging the festival, I've spent the whole week designing and printing and putting together the most beautiful signs that will tell you what row and what tent you're in. Hmm. So you'll see these really nice signs go up sometime this weekend that will say, you know, RV such and such, tent such and such. That's handy. And there'll be a map. There'll be a map with the highlighted part, a little sticker that says you are here, and then I'm advertising my tours on the back of it, which will say campground tour is banned from the schedule because i'm banned from the schedule and <laughs> honestly i think dennis has done me a favor because being banned from the schedule i get to be an outlaw now and i can adver- you know i'm just going to advertise the tours all over the campground and i did put qr codes on the sign so if, if people want to contribute to the uh, closing in on 500 dollars that i've spent on these signs um i i hate asking for money because i'm a giver but it i uh, people have asked to donate or sponsor so i'm just putting qr codes on it and and I've already received a few dollars in Monero, so very cool. Just posting it in a couple Telegram groups. So it sounds like you're coming up this weekend for Fork Fest, and you're going to try to stay in through because uh, you're, you know, you've got a campground, you've got a campsite, you've got a plan, and you're planning to vend. So it'll be interesting to see how things uh, shake down. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do more attending than vending. I may do a little bit of vending, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just gonna take a sabbatical this year and you know yeah. it, it gets tiring to, to vend so it, sure. it'd be nice to you know patronize other people yeah well enjoy it uh Mike, mikey thanks for the call tonight i appreciate it so footloose we were talking uh with you about this maj tour controversy you said you you take maj tours side uh you made a comment that and for listeners that are just tuning in maj tour is the black guns matter guy does a lot of good gun activism, bringing you know gun freedom to uh, various different communities, urban communities specifically, is from the Philly area, and uh, that's why he was invited to speak at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And then he made a statement that he was going to roll up and assault anyone who has a drag queen story hour in his community. Now, despite the fact that he has not actually done this, because somebody identified there's been multiple drag queen story hours in his actual community in uh, the area, the neighborhood of Philly where he lives, so he hasn't actually done what he said he was going to do, uh, it was pretty clear that he was also talking about he would do that at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and then he made a subsequent tweet where he did clarify that he considered Porkfest his community. Um, Apparently behind the scenes, when interviewed by the organizer of the festival, because you're not allowed to threaten other Porkfest attendees. That kind of violates the non-aggression principle, and usually that's going to get you banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I think most people would agree that threats are a good reason to ban somebody from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. We've been talking earlier about the sh- uh, on the show with you, uh, Footloose, about 
reasons that are not good uh, for banning someone, like apparently somebody said something that another person didn't like. So uh, one lady. I, I wish that, for that these people would just give exact examples because yeah. then we could decide if we agree with them or not. If right now, if they have a really good reason for banning Rochelle, I wouldn't know because they just. Yeah, oh, let me say something about that. So I didn't get to that part while that was unfolding today. Of course, I start you know talking to other people behind the scenes and whatnot, and um, Dennis ended up. Uh, telling her that she can she can attend if she apologizes to him and is, if she if she's willing to play nice and all this baloney <laughs> and not be unkind to people at the other people at pork fest attendees or whatever he was trying to say. Man, so, um, it is so just... basically trying to control her speech. Yeah. Mm. Wow. And, and as long as she's willing to submit and apologize to him, then she can go back. So I haven't been able to check if I've gotten anything, but I did see a pop down where someone is demanding that the banning stop and that nobody should be getting banned for these non-issues and disagreements. And what I want to say about the Maj threats Mm -hmm. are that's exactly like the stuff that I said, we know where you live. Okay. And it's not a credible threat. So unless he threatened an actual event or a drag queen that was, you know, going to be hosting an event, that would be a credible threat. He's making a statement like I was. And um, he's yeah, but saying we know there. where you he's live. Trying. But hold on. Frank is <laughs> referring to when he said to like the government or, or the governor or the police in when he got arrested, he said, "We know where you live." That's right? absolutely not a credible and threat. It's not, it's not a even a, it's not even a threat in any way, shape, or form because that's just simply stating a fact. We know where you live. You also have a history of protesting peacefully outside of uh, government homes. People like uh, Chris Sununu, the current thug governor of New Hampshire. You and I have both been out. And, uh, Bonnie, in fact, has been out in front of that that man's house and. While arrests happened, they had nothing to do with violence. They had nothing. I mean, the violence was brought by the state police. The, the protesters were completely peaceful. Singing. We, yeah, we singing sing songs, right? Uh, right? Speaking. And but I get loud. And I you, you do. Become animated. And yeah. people take that as a threat. They take the, the tone of my voice as a threat. That's why I keep getting arrested. Because of the tone of my voice and saying F-A-F-O. Mm-hmm. Right? That's that speech and it's bad decorum in certain circumstances, but it also justified once you know the details. A lot of people think it's justified and I wouldn't do it if I didn't think it was justified in a certain circumstance. And to say that we're not allowed to dissent is very anti-libertarian. It's a straight up authoritarian. No, I completely agree with you on on that point. I, just I don't agree think with that, you on that point, too. I just yeah. think that it's a false comp- comparison to say that what Maj Torre said is exactly the same thing. He said, I will roll up and assault you. He He didn't imply, he didn't say, I will know where you live if you do this. He said, I will roll up and assault you. That's a threat. Of course, it's not a credible threat because he didn't threaten a, a specific person as in the government shouldn't arrest him for it. I didn't even report him to Twitter. I didn't even think he should be get kicked off Twitter, but in no way should a thinking person, which is not Dennis Pratt, uh, decide that he should stay at an event when he has 
specifically said, if someone does this thing, this nonviolent thing at this event, I will assault them. That is enough not to get arrested, but it is enough to say, then don't come to our private event. Well, I mean, that may be, I may have said similar things about that incident. That is what got me banned. I have, I I honestly can't remember. So (laughs) I'm interested to hear what they have to say, but I was reflecting. I know I, I told them, I mentioned it earlier in the show where there was a veteran who was saying these things and I'm trying to let the organizers know that there are people that feel this way and you might want to think about how you're conducting this event because it is not all attendees at the campsite. And I was saying how there was this family and this veteran guy who was not an attendee who did make threats, right? So yeah. you've got to understand so, how I was trying to get this thing across. And I'm not saying like I, I was implying that I was going to make threats or anything like that. Okay. All right. So I get that that, you know, is a little bit different. But, yeah, no, he didn't make a credible threat. The thing I, I want to say about the, the veteran uh, is that you got to be careful. I mean, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying in that you never know what people are going to do out there and that. As you pointed out, the campground isn't restricted just to the Porcupine Freedom Festival attendees. There could be average folks on that campground who may not really be happy about a naked guy walking around or and whatever. there were attendees who were not happy about how that went down either. Well, so, there's a difference between being not happy and actually threatening violence, though. However, if he's not an attendee then he can't be quote unquote kicked out of pork fest because he's just right. attending, you know, he's just there at, at, uh, at Rogers campground. Now, hopefully he wouldn't actually follow through with the violence that he might be threatened. Roger but, could kick him but out. Rogers could, but or what Rogers. that, what that has to do uh, with is what I think in law is called the heckler's veto. Now this may not be the perfect application of it, but the idea of the heckler's veto is that, well, you shouldn't be able to say a thing or do a certain thing because somebody might get violent with you, as though that justifies, you know, the the restriction on not doing a thing because some other person would break the law and uh, and come after you violently because of that. No, the reality is you should be able to express yourself, even though a consequence of that expression may be some psycho, uh, you know, marine guy who comes at you. Uh, violently. I mean, I would hope, again, that that didn't happen. Uh, I wouldn't blame somebody who decided they still wanted to take the risk and express themselves, be naked or whatever. But I think you're right, Footloose. They should know that not everyone in society is ready for that, and there could be some consequences. I mean, I've had people get angry simply because I've recorded video in public. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you bring a video. You might have encountered this, uh, Footloose, with some oh. people. They go sure, crazy. but I think I, the thing is, it's it, you know, I'd like to go back to the, the whole the consent issue with it and the people coming out of the area. I don't care that they do it, but I don't want to see it either. You know what I mean? But that doesn't make me anti-libert, not a libertarian, because I don't want to see this dude's junk or some some other some chick naked chicks. I don't want to see every naked chick. Okay, so. Um, you know, it's just a matter of consent and people, you know, you want to do it, do it. And people might say something about it. And if people don't like it, people aren't going to like it. But I think it all comes out in the wash in the end. And it's it's about the stuff being around children that people were upset about. 
And um, and I think that's where it comes to over. these people who are upset about you know what their kids might see. Fort Bend's at- attendees, Rochelle. Yeah. And this other guy uh, with the grass skirt thing, Corkfest attendees, um, whether you fully agree with their belief system or not, they are libertarians. They have these same ideals, but they don't agree with the debauchery in the hedonism, right? I heard you guys talk about that the other night as well, in the libertinism, because there's a lot of mixing up of that. You can be a libertine, a hedonist, and be a libertarian, but you can't bring that out to everybody else and, and expect, oh, you're not like this, so you can't be. You're just a conservative. Yeah, but conservative the thing and libertarianism is, can 100% be together. I don't believe that what I don't really want to say his name. I don't want to bring hate against this person, but the person in the grass skirt. Wasn't he making a compromise by wearing the grass skirt? I think it's just like you really clearly want to control people. If I heard he was aroused. I mean, I mean, I I've also heard that that's ridiculous and I've heard it from him that that's ridiculous and he wasn't. So the other thing is the guy carries himself in a sexual way. I don't want to be around him. I have nothing against. Gay I love people him. I love like this that, guy. He's great. I think he's absolutely fantastic. I I, I like I him as much like as I like that. you. I'm I'm good. You know what I mean. So I don't associate with people like that, and I'm free to associate. Yep, that's, that's your free choice. Yeah, but is someone absolutely. walking next to you the same thing as associating with him? Like he wouldn't no. force you to talk to him. I'm sure. He actually came up to my table and was yeah engaging, yeah. So he likes to go out, and those type of people, that guy likes to go out. And be an exhibitionist. So if, That's he ta- the whole thing. if you told him to go away, would he listen? That's the whole point of Body Freedom Village. It's being exhibitionist there. But then when you want to come out every out in public where there's children around and you want to do that, I mean you found he found out. And Pork Feds found out. They didn't want to deal with it until it was more than just, you know, my buddy and me and Rochelle. There was a lot of people in that chat that took over after we left. And people that we had no influence over. They were actual just like good free staters that aren't, you know, looked at like me because I don't agree with everybody because they're a free stater, you know. Well, my question is, if if you told him, hey, I don't want to talk to you, please go away. Would he do it or or what? Was he just standing there forcing you to talk to him and associate with him? I have more decorum and respect than that. If the dude, you know what I mean? I also, the dude wants to come up half naked. I'm a grown man, but there's children at the tent too. Like, dude, what is going on? What, what are you doing? Why are you coming up to random people with children around at being an exhibitionist? So he does do that. I have witnessed that and I don't like it, but is it my job to have to chase him around and disrupt the event? He's a freaking. Wait, so does this mean you did see the as long as he's grass not skirt? Touching, as long as he's not touching and going after children, I mean, that's the only thing that I'm concerned about. But I don't appreciate him coming near me either. And he'll catch that vibe and he'll go away and he'll keep away from me. That's, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that as, as long as you. Uh, and that, But my thing is you could say it to him because maybe not everybody will get a vibe. But I just I, I don't know. I, I don't think that your preference for not being around him uh, is greater than his. A right to walk around in a grass skirt. I, but I, Sir, another question I, I have. I actually do remember I, I was yelling at one dude uh, last year, and that might have been over that thing. Uh, some Somebody started talking back to me. 
and I said, come do something. So I definitely, I, I mean, bro, you're not going to be a pork fist attendee and then threaten to do something about to me and then not have me call you up. So whatever, yo, I'm I'll, if somebody wants to fight, we can fight. We can do a mutual combat. That's not anti-libertarian. We can agree no, to combat. Not. Let's that's do not. it. Like, so, um, you know, legally speaking, it's a misdemeanor or violation. I think it's actually only a violation. It is still, that's something I think we need to get taken off the books. I think we I should agree. have mutual combat and proving grounds. Um, and that's where these things could be settled. And if somebody doesn't show up, then, you know, they lose face in that respect. Yeah. I, I would be totally for that becoming legal too. Yep. It is actually legal. I think in Washington state, wow. if I recall correctly, I don't know. It was legal yeah. anywhere. Yep. Um, there's not many places. I think it's like Washington and maybe one other place. I don't know if it's Texas. There's, there's one other. Really? I think. Um, you can check it on online. So, well, one I, thing that's legal in Austin, Texas, is walking around shirtless, and I've done it at a Barton Springs in Austin. I've yeah. walked around shirtless with my friend that was also a female. I don't really know for sure that there was kids there, but it was the most packed I've ever seen it. So there probably was kids there. It was just like it was like my twenty second birthday, so it was like five years ago. So I barely remember, and I, I, I drank wanna, all the time. I want to come back to something that you said, Footloose, that I I disagreed with. I just didn't jump into you on it. Um, you said you thought that libertarians and conservatives can. I you use a I don't know what the exact terminology you use, but you made it sound like you thought they could completely get along. You you can be yeah yeah one hundred percent. I don't agree, and and here's and here's why. I think that there are certain issues on which we can absolutely uh, move forward together, right? Like we can work together politically to you know lower you can taxes. Have both philosophies is what I'm saying. Well, I that's the thing. The libertarian viewpoint is really only non-aggression, right? Like th- there's nothing mm-hmm. else to it. I mean, Not there, from what I've looked into. Well, I think in order to be a good person, you have to do more than just subscribe to the, the non-aggression principle, and I think that, that opens up a whole other conversation about how to have a good society and how to treat other other human beings. But libertarianism only just says, hey, don't hurt that guy. You know, don't, don't well, hurt not people. Really. It says a lot more than that. There's a lot more to it than just don't hurt people, the non-aggression principle. Like, I looked into it. Um, the whole non-aggression principle is way misused. Non-aggression principle can only be violated from acts that are malum in se, things that are inherently evil. So a point I'd like to make before I forget about the whole, you know, threat. So let's say somebody threatens to assault a drag queen um, in their neighborhood if it happens. Now, if you think that's a credible threat, then why shouldn't somebody go attack this person? Right? Nobody's going to attack them because they don't believe it's a credible threat. And does it give you the right to just start, you know, assaulting other people? At what point? No, someone needs to be in imminent harm. And I've already said. Exactly. Are you taking steps? LRN.FM. I can't say that on uh, broadcast radio. I'll let you uh, slide here on this one, but just got to watch it. All right. We are on broadcast. Go ahead. Be really careful before. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't have a knife in your hand, it's just like people are spouting off at the mouth and mm-hmm. they're expressing themselves with the best words that they have. Not everybody has the greatest uh, articulation, especially when they get angry. 
That's true. Well, but it sounds like you are still talking about aggression and like the subtleties of when a thing is or isn't aggression. But you you'd said that you think libertarianism is beyond that. So can you identify an area beyond the question of aggression that you think libertarianism addresses? Civil rights. And laws. I mean, I could pull it up on Google. I've been looking. I, have, mm-hmm. I don't have my notes or anything like that, but there's a lot more per- property, right? Property rights, lower, less government and taxes, which are also conservative views. So, so property rights is a good is at. a good is a good one because generally libertarians do agree with the idea of property rights. However, what they don't agree on is how all that should really work. So libertarians, when they right. when they talk about um, ownership or homesteading, they get very uh, disagreeable. Some people believe that it's okay to, for instance, come to an an unclaimed or what you know maybe claimed, but a large uh, untouched land that might have a quote unquote owner in the current society. But they say, look, owner, you haven't put any effort into this land. You haven't tilled the land. You haven't cut the trees down. You haven't built a thing. You haven't planted uh, any food. You don't have any cows grazing on it. You know, so they say, this is un- unapproved land. We're going to move here. We're going to improve that land. And then it's going to become ours. This is the idea of homesteading. And not all libertarians agree with that. Uh, so uh, I think that what you're talking about isn't per se Right. Does that become theft? Does that become yeah. theft when you take unused land? But there's also there's legal things for that where like if you're in a house where someone's abandoned it for five years or something, you can there's like legal processes you could do squatters rights and things like that. So that's possible. Yeah, well, and and I think the more the libertarians talk about is what could we do without the legal system? What would a system look like of freedom in the future? And these are questions I don't think we have time to get into tonight. Thanks for joining us, Footloose. I appreciate it. And uh, hopefully we'll see you this weekend at Rogers Campground. More coming up. We'll find out. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, and we are kicking off the third hour of the show. You can bring up anything you want. The number is 603-283-6160. We've been focusing in here on the Liberty Fests that are happening here in New Hampshire in the next 10 days or so. Uh, It's happening at the Rogers Campground, very, very gorgeous location. If you've never been before, and uh, Bonnie, your first time there was last year. Right. Was it pretty? Yes, it's very pretty. Yeah, I wish we could have stayed there for longer, unfortunately. I took a bunch of pictures with coconut mealing in a field and just with the mountains in the background. Mm-hmm. And my sister, like everyone that saw the pictures, was like, oh my God, where are you? It's so pretty. Yeah, it really is. It's an amazing place. Uh, I mean, just the beauty of Rogers Campground alone is reason enough to go there. And then you add to that roughly 2,000 plus liberty-minded people all hanging out on the same campground together. Now, it hasn't gotten to that number yet. That's going to be later in the week, probably, uh, next week, where the Porcupine Freedom Festival is going to be attracting many, many more people. There's people there now for ForkFest. Uh, that's going to be going on throughout the weekend. You can go to ForkFest.party to learn more about that event. You can also go to ForkFest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, and check that out there. I'm sure tickets, as I understand it, are still available for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You do not need tickets to attend Forkfest, 
uh, throughout the weekend. So be sure you drop in there whenever you can. If you're in the New England area, it's definitely worth the trip up to Rogers Campground to hang out with other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Now, some people are not so happy about this, uh, Bonnie. In fact, the people who aren't happy right now are Democrats. Uh, they are some of the official Democrat types here in New Hampshire are very upset. The chairman of the Democratic Party has written a letter to Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And his only reason he's given so far, now we haven't finished the letter, the only reason he's upset about RFK Jr. going to speak of Porkfest is because, well, free staters are extremists. And also that they're going to impose a dystopian lifestyle on the people of the Granite State is what the chairman, whose name is Raymond Buckley. And I guess that's what he secretly understands about the voting process, that it's not a representative. Yeah, it's not a representative democracy. There's no Mm. possibility that one man can represent like 3000 others. It's not it's not right. I think that the only um valid reason for a free stater to join and become like a state rep or a senate or mm-hmm. in new hampshire is to tear it down from the inside so right. he is actually indicting himself and his cohorts for what they do that's a great point like taking over and forcing something down the people who live in this area called new hampshire's throat but what the free staters the good ones are trying to do is put things in like, let's take the government's power away in this area and this area. Well, according to him, he's just trying to promote the common good. That's what he Because he, he knows what's good for you. Right. And that's, that is the question is, well, according to whom? Whenever somebody says that it's for the good of the people, then you have to ask according to whom? Who decides whether a move in uh, direction A or B is right for the majority of the people? Um, there's not one person who would possibly even know that. It's it's an individual question for each individual. And if force is involved, then it shouldn't happen, at least according to the libertarian philosophy, which is what he is objecting to here. He says in his letter written to RFK Jr., who again is expected to speak on Thursday at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, to some of its own controversy within the libertarian community, which we've discussed in the past, But he says, quote, we feel it is essential to underscore the fact that the Free State Project's dark dystopian philosophy, and he links (laughs) to something here. So uh, I've got the online version of the letter. Isn't it the bear? No, no, no. This one's different. He links to the the article about, quote, mainstream church group alarmed after Free State Project IDs woke churches. So there was a list. First of all, the Free State Project didn't do that. Correct. A one person acting on their own volition made a list of churches Correct. and they pointed out to people which churches they had information on whether or not they were what this person considered woke. I think it's a little silly, but I also don't think yep. that there was anything wrong that this person did nope. or anything inherently violent. And the media just ran with this saying the free state project, mm. which they did re- repost about it on at least sure. Instagram that I saw. They, they posted it as in, Oh look, here's what one of our people exactly. did. But um, And apparently it was an exhaustive list, and it covered all kinds of different things. I've yeah. not actually looked into it myself, but, but that's what uh, Stephen Nass, who's a longtime Free Stater and Free Talk Live listener, he said this was actually a list that had all kinds of different information about Yeah, no, it wasn't only about churches. who's woke. It yeah. was like all kinds of information, and one category was how or if they're woke or not, and he would put things... I don't even know if it was boy or girl. Honestly, right. I don't know who made this, but... Um, and this quote-unquote mainstream group that was complaining about it 
I think somebody else pointed out that there's literally like four people that are in this uh, particular group. It's like a group of a council of churches. And apparently not even everybody is a minister who's in the group. They're not even all from New Hampshire or something like that. I mean, it's just really blown out of proportion. It was obviously violent, like a threat, like that uh, they were making a list of churches to attack because they're woke or something. But honestly, if I was a Christian and I was moving here, um, like... I don't really care if they would have like a pride flag in the in the window. So maybe I'm not a good example. But if someone is a Christian and they're moving here, it's a good resource to put together. Yep. In fact, if somebody is a lesbian Christian and they're moving here and they want to know which church was inviting for them, that list also would help them. It, it didn't say yep. anything like churches to avoid. No, it didn't. Say it that. just said that it was woke and it, it would explain why it would say like, Pride flag in the front window. This is the kind of manipulation that these authoritarians have to engage in in order to besmirch the Free State Project. They have to stay straight up lie. They have to misinform. And that is what this is all about. And that's what they're actually trying to do to Robert Kennedy Jr. here. They're trying to persuade him that this Free State Project is so dangerous, so, quote, dark and dystopian. Dystopian. That you shouldn't be anywhere near their camping festival next week it's like what what would be the worst thing that could happen for him appearing there he would find out what they believe and maybe if it was so bad he might leave but i don't know it's just crazy how these people use bullying and lying to get their way and it's so clear to me i wish it was clear to everyone so he then says and their actions have already had a significant and negative impact on New Hampshire, which nice. is, again, a very, very large endorsement. Remember, this is the chairman of the Democratic Party of New Hampshire. And there's a story he links to from September of last year by the Boston Globe, a feature piece about the Free State Project entitled Free Staters Seek to Undo New Hampshire Government from Within. Nice. Uh, he goes on. Wait, Over the- have we read that one? Probably. Over the years, members of the Free State Project have campaigned to and taken direct measures towards significantly cutting funding for New Hampshire public schools. And then he links to the Croydon story where that actually did happen at a town meeting and then was subsequently undone by a bunch of status, uh, resulting in deep turmoil within individual communities and a sweeping statewide expansion of a school voucher scheme that is detrimental to our cherished public education system. It is detrimental to it, and it's that's a good thing because the public education system is a failed institution that doesn't actually educate children, and yep. that's measurable and proven, and public schools do a lot better, and all it's doing is giving poor private people— Private schools, you mean? Oh, yeah. Private yep. schools do a lot better, and all the, this voucher program is doing is giving poor kids the same opportunity that rich kids have to actually get an education. Yeah, it essentially, as I understand it, gives a check to parents who fall below a certain income level, and and those parents can then use that check to send their kids to a private school if that's what they want to do. Or they can homeschool. They can also uh, do a homeschool curriculum with it by like the Ron Paul or the Tom Woods or whatever uh, homeschool curriculums. There's some good libertarian curriculums out there from what I'm told. I've never seen them myself, but yeah. you know, it's got Ron Paul's name on it. It's probably not terrible. My mom just made uh, up her uh, homeschool curriculums that she taught me and my siblings and also uh, would print things out and stuff like that. And I was smarter than any other kid in my class when I got to third grade. 
They also, he says, reject common sense gun control measures, advocating instead for absolute unrestricted access to firearms by anyone. This, in addition to pushing a concerted legislative effort toward having New Hampshire secede from the United States. Nice. Yeah, buddy. There we go. We made the secession movement, made this guy's letter. Uh, so, again, there. this was... It just... A concerted effort. Like, what other state has that? Maybe Texas. Texas. But only California. Texas and California and yeah. us. Um, and, and this is just... It's just proof here that one little bill filed by what was it, nine, seven, I think, seven to nine different state reps in 2022. One little bill about proposing the people of New Hampshire be able to vote on declaring independence from the United States, which didn't even come close to passing the the state house. And it just got blown away. I think it only had 13 people vote for it out of 400 state reps. It was like 360 to 13 or something like that. Uh, Obviously, some people weren't attending that day. Uh, this thing just keeps on getting wins for us. It just keeps on giving all these benefits to the liberty movement here. The NBC Boston documentaries we mentioned earlier tonight, NBCBoston.com slash Free State, they cited, the documentarians there cited uh, that the the secession bill was the, the linchpin. This was the thing that made them say, we ought to wow, look something's at this going group. on. Yeah. yeah, we should see what's going on up there. Maybe we need to do a report on this. And then here's the Democrat chairman bringing it up again, which is why this is going to this needs to keep coming back. By the way, there was a New Hampshire exit banner that got flown over Bike Week today at Laconia. For listeners that don't know, Bike Week is the nation's oldest. Uh, you've heard of some of these bike events out there, like the one in Sturgis, South Dakota or whatever. This one's older, as I understand it. Bike Week's been going on for a very, very long time, and it's a very well-attended event in Weirs Beach, which is on the lakes in the Lakes region uh, next to Laconia in New Hampshire. Very beautiful place. It's really, really and, pretty. Yeah, so we had uh, an aerial banner that was flown over the Weirs Beach area today in Laconia for a couple hours, and somebody got a really nice picture of it, so we'll, sh- we'll share that probably later on tonight or whenever we get the chance. Uh, he goes on. He says... These stances are not only contrary to the values of the Democratic Party, but also, we believe, detrimental to the well-being of the people of New Hampshire. And by the, by the way, he was talking earlier about gun rights, uh, saying that free staters reject so-called common sense gun control measures. Well, so do most New Hampshire people. New Hampshire people do not stand for gun control. They are, by and large, well-armed as a population, and they understand what gun freedoms mean they may not understand what freedoms mean on everything but they get gun freedoms pretty well here in new hampshire so they are also against the democratic party's proposals and the, yeah that's why we have the freest gun laws in the nation i believe that is a true statement uh he goes on he says quote free staters unquote have infiltrated and in many cases taken control of the new hampshire republican party at all levels free now that's a pretty impressive statement Right. Like that has not happened anywhere else. The Republican Party in any other state has not been infiltrated on, quote, all (laughs) levels by libertarians. Libertarians barely have enough people to have their own party elsewhere here. Not only do we have a libertarian party that is arguably the most principled libertarian party in the United States. Uh, I don't but, think so. But we also, I think so. I mean, they get some things wrong, but but I think uh, they get enough wrong to where any old libertarian party is probably more principled. 
Nah, I'll disagree with you on that one. But uh, the Republicans... You're just saying that because they agree with, we should move to New Hampshire. Yeah, that's really important, but it doesn't make them more principled when they're also saying, like, drag queen story hour is irrational and repugnant and things like that. Yeah, I think they lose uh, the messaging on some of those things, but most of the things they post are actually really great. Probably like 95%. Trans ideology is trying to take over the universe. Yeah, I don't know who it is that posts those things behind the scenes there, but I don't think like I said, it's, it probably less than, it's probably less than 5% of the time. Uh, anyway, going on here, he says, free staters are nearly universally Republican primary voters, and they are highly... And I don't know how he determines that. Uh, yeah, I was a little confused by that. There's no student. way to determine who the free staters are, number one. There are literally thousands of them who've migrated here. There are some that have run as Democrats and some that um, allegedly are in the Democratic uh, state House of Representatives right now. He says they are highly unlikely to vote in the Democratic primary. I mean, maybe that's true. But if you are in New Hampshire, you are uh, you can register as three different things. You can be a Democrat, a Republican or what they call undeclared. And when you're an undeclared voter in New Hampshire, you can decide which primary that you want to vote in. And in fact, there may very well be a large number of free staters who are going to vote for RFK Jr. in the Democratic primary. Maybe they don't feel so excited about any of the Republican candidates this time around. Although, they probably haven't heard about Aaron Day, who's an actual free stater who's running as a Republican. Uh, but, you know, if they want to take the Democratic ballot, they can. And I think, I think why he's saying this is he's trying to persuade... Remember, he's trying to persuade RFK Jr., to not speak at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So yeah. he's saying, they're not going to vote in your primary. You're just wasting your time talking to these people. Well, RFK Jr. obviously doesn't think he's wasting his time because not only is he going to come speak at the Porcupine Freedom Festival next week, but he's actually responded to this. And we can share that I Honestly, uh, I wish more, uh, as far as like the normies walking around Porkfest, we're never going to get rid of them all. I wish more Democrats would just show up and be like, What's this all about? Mm-hmm. What What's up with you guys? Do you really want to have a dystopian uh, reality come to New Hampshire? Well, that's the thing. They're afraid to have a conversation. This guy, apparently, this Buckley, the guy that wrote this letter, was invited to the Free State Project's other event, the Liberty, Liberty Forum. Forum, that we actually attended this year, Bonnie. And we actually, they were last year as well. But uh, that's the hotel convention the Free State Project puts on every In year March. during the wintertime. And apparently, this guy was invited to a panel... Along with other like free state hater types, they were invited to a panel that they would get to run, that they would get to do the presentation on. And he was, apparently had said he was going to go. Yeah, and he, he had all these demands like, I'm not going to take questions or yeah. whatever. And, and Dennis Pratt was like, okay, that's fine. Well, was it Dennis or whoever was running it? Was it was Dennis, yeah. Was like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, just come to the yeah. uh, thing. And then they ended up, but like you said, back Canceled, out. yeah. Uh, free staters with a view. I mean, I'm sorry, but if you... If that's how hard you can't defend your position, I feel sorry for you. You're controlled by some force other than yourself. You can't possibly have the feeling deep within that the things that come out of your mouth are true if you can't even defend them. You're terrified yes. to defend. That's like the people that say they don't want to They email us like, hey, I disagree with this Barney said, but I, I'm not going to call in because I'm afraid mm-hmm. that you guys are going to gang up on me. Well, maybe if you have really good points, no one's going to gang up on you. If you are wrong, you're just, maybe you're just wrong. Everybody thinks like my opinion is just as valid as anyone else's. Your opinion can actually be a false Fact, not a fact. It yeah. can be wrong. Your opinion might be indefensible. 
Uh, he says also, free staters view with hostility our candidates, elected officials, values, and our party as a whole. Which isn't necessarily true because some free staters are in the Democratic Party. And I suspect that more free staters are going to join the Democratic Party. Because if they can successfully do what he says and take control and infiltrate the Republican Party at all levels, that's what he said, then... Good luck to the Democrats uh, to prevent that from happening. I know they're trying. They are paranoid as hell about new members right now, from what I understand. And not just right now, in the past as well. Uh, they were vetting people that were coming in more than a decade ago here in Keene. They were trying to keep free staters out of their public, supposedly public meetings that they're supposed to allow anyone to attend if they're a registered Democrat. So look out for more of that in the future. He says, we can understand that there are a few areas of agreement between your campaign and the Free State Project. However, we believe that these small numbers of shared interests do not offset. So he's been saying these Free Staters want a dystopian reality and they're Mm -hmm. monsters. But uh, we all also know that you agree with them on some things. It's like, well, is he a dystopian monster for wanting whatever the things overlap? Good question. Uh, He says, however, we believe these small numbers of shared interests do not offset the damage that the Free State Project's broader agenda has done to our state. And you know, I'm glad that not every Democrat agrees with this guy. Yeah, he's the party chairman or whatever. Uh, His name is Raymond Buckley here in New Hampshire. But there's plenty of Democrats that are willing to work with the Free Staters. Uh, Look, for instance, at our neighbor. We have a neighbor here who literally lives down the street because that's what happens here in New Hampshire you literally have state representatives who are Our in your physical people. yeah they're like in your area you will see them driving around and walking around and you know at the grocery store and things like that and that's because we're the most represented state like texas right. has the same amount or i don't know how what the amount is but say when no other state, state has anywhere near as many i just as, am giving example yeah. one state rep in texas is going to represent quote unquote a hundred thousand people ish mm-hmm. and here they represent about three thousand people correct so the lady down the street, um, you know, she's a leftist. There's no doubt about that. She's a member of the Democratic Party. She's she's younger. And, we also agree with her on a lot of stuff. And when it comes to the war on drugs, she's almost in full agreement with us. And so she posted something. I follow her on Twitter. She posted something about uh, there's this bill that she's a sponsor of that would actually make it legal to have drug testing equipment in New Hampshire. And she'd asked for people to testify about that. I couldn't. I reviewed it for the L. Liberty. Wait, what's it called? Uh, the New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. New Hampshire Liberty Alliance. So that way it would go into the gold standard. So it would get passed out to the reps and be, they would be told this is good for Liberty. Vote for it. Right. And I also uh, spoke on it, not in person because I couldn't make it due to my restrictions by the federal government. But I did uh, I did sort of register a testimony online in favor of that thing and she appreciated you know the fact that we did that she didn't say don't apply if you're a free stater we don't want to talk to you we don't need your help we don't need anything from you i mean that's that's the difference between this democratic party chairman this ray buckley and the actual democrats who are in the you know the trenches that are trying to get things passed in concord the 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 real democrats the ones that aren't these total party slaves are willing to work together. And another example of this was the Defend the Guard bill 
which we've discussed here on Free Talk Live. There's a few bills like it uh, elsewhere in the country, and the idea is that the National Guard, the State Guard, or whatever they, whatever it's called. I've heard this. Is there a difference between the State Guard and the National Guard? I don't know. I don't know. But whichever guard it is uh, that the federal government can like call up and send to die in a foreign land, the Defend the Guard bill says that guard shall not be called anywhere by the federal government outside of New Hampshire or whatever state uh, without the express consent of the legislature. That's basically what the bill says. And there was, a, uh, I guess, some testimony about this at the State House this week. There's video out of Jason Gerhard, who's a Free State Project uh, participant, I believe. He's a state representative. He speaks in favor of it. And then a moment later, he's followed up by Jonah Wheeler, who is a Democrat, who also speaks in favor of it. And so, like, if if these Democrats that were in the state house were were of the same mindset as this Ray Buckley guy, they wouldn't be working together on things, and they are. So, like, that's the reality of trying to get things done: is you work together with the people where you agree with them, whether yeah. they're Republican or they're Democrat. And this jackball at the Democratic Party has no understanding of what's actually happening. He's just acting like all Democrats hate free staters. Well, if you really hate somebody. You're probably not working with them in any capacity, right? Like, you can't even stand being nearby them, let alone to actually sit down and, and work together. The number is 603-283-6160. You can join the show here. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can join the show here. We've got time for you right now. You dial in at 603-283-6160. Ian and Bonnie here tonight. We're uh, talking about the chairman of the Democratic Party of New Hampshire going off about the Free State Project. This isn't the first time, by the way. This is just the latest in a long series of authoritarians here in New Hampshire getting their panties in a wad because there's so many libertarians moving here. And if you want to get a real taste for this, just go to uh, NBCBoston.com slash Freestate. Check out their Free State Project documentary series that they put together earlier this year. It actually has some interviews with people like this Buckley guy. And uh, and that's very, very interesting to, to see. It, it gives you a good a good feeling for how crazed some of the opposition are and and also shows you the uh what you might call an unintentional compliments that these people give us all the time like uh this they're guy getting too powerful right basically right. what they're saying yeah saying that we've quote in this letter that he wrote the chairman of the democratic party in new hampshire wrote to robert kennedy trying to convince him to not attend the porcupine freedom festival not speak there next week he said the free staters have a dark dystopian philosophy and their actions have quote already had a significant and negative impact on new hampshire he says the free staters have infiltrated and taken control in many cases of the republican party at all levels in new hampshire i mean this is incredible like hello we are having incredible success here in new hampshire and when I say we, I mean all people that have migrated here. Not everybody's moved here for the Free State Project, but a lot of them have. Uh, some people just aren't joiners. Anyway, I want to wrap up this letter here, and then we'll get into your calls and thoughts. He says, uh, as a candidate for the presidency and a figure who commands considerable public attention, your presence at Pork Fest will be seen as an endorsement of the Free State Project and its radical goals. 
Your presence will lend legitimacy to an extremist movement that aggressively works against the interests of New Hampshire residents. We ask that you encourage your decision, sorry, reconsider your decision to attend and speak at Porkfest. Instead, we invite you to engage with the people of New Hampshire through other venues and forums that better align with the Democratic Party's vision for a fair, inclusive, and prosperous society. We look forward to hearing your response. Now, one thing he doesn't do in this letter when he's saying why he shouldn't come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival and that he should engage the people of New Hampshire through other venues, he doesn't offer him a better venue. He doesn't say, hey, we're going to have a big convention here in a month or two, and we want you to come talk to our 2,000 attendees or whatever. He has nothing to offer. It's just an attack. And that's because this RFK guy, and look, I got my critiques of him. I'm not a huge fan of this guy at all. He seems to be a border hawk. If he Uh, decides not to go to the uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival over this, it will be even more ridiculous and it will be a total cuck. I don't think he's going to make that decision because he has responded oh, uh, to the letter. But, uh, you know, I got my critiques of him, but he is valuable for what he does, which is to provide a counter to the pro-vaccine narrative, right? Like, he's good on that particular issue, as I understand it. Yeah, it doesn't mean he needs to be elected into a powerful office. No, like, why not no, just stick to writing books? And that's probably what he's going to go back to if that's what he does. I think he's a lawyer or something like no, that. No, I'm just but... saying, like, he wrote the book, uh, The Real Anthony Fauci. Oh, did he? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know that much about the guy. I know that he's, you know, he's he's a guy that believes in government, and he wants he's to not a libertarian. Put people in jail who are climate deniers. Okay, climate yeah, change I deniers. I meant to say. So yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things for libertarians to disagree with him on. But he's a campaigning politician. He wants to reach people, and he wants to come to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. You can't really blame the guy for that. He's trying to find as an audience wherever he can find an audience because people like this Buckley. This chairman of the Democrats here in New Hampshire, they don't want to give this guy an audience. They're trying to keep him out of Democratic events. They're trying to keep him out of being able to reach the people that he's saying that he thinks he should reach. If the Democrats did have a big convention like Porkfest, which they don't in New Hampshire, then he, I, I agree. I don't think that RFK Jr. would get invited to go. I think you're absolutely right about that. And he says this. This is what Robert Kennedy Jr. responded. This is his post on Twitter that he responded directly to the New Hampshire Democratic Party when they posted this earlier today. He says this, quote, The Democratic Party bosses who promote censorship, who have stripped New Hampshire of its rightful first-in-the-nation primary status, who have shut down debate— Why is it rightful? I don't know. Who cares? That's so uh, stupid. Anyways. Who, who refuse to campaign in New Hampshire— are in no position to tell me who to talk to. I'm going to speak at Porkfest because I believe in freedom, unity, healing the divide, and truth. Hashtag live free or die, and then he gives his campaign website. It's so hard to believe someone, or I mean, not even hard to believe, it's so ridiculous to hear from someone who says that they believe in truth, and at the same time, they want to put climate change deniers in jail. Mm, Yeah, well, he obviously doesn't believe in freedom either, Take that extremely seriously basically if i serve a god at all it's truth if Mm. i i don't even uh you know i i think that everything i do is for the force that is truth herself and 
just someone saying something like that, it annoys me so bad. I'm obviously happy that he's not saying, oh, yeah, you're right, and mm-hmm. caving to the Democrats because that would make him a cuck. But also, I mean, he kind of sucks anyway, so I really don't. Of course I would he rather sucks. He's go. a national politician. I mean, well, he he sucks. Vivek Ramaswamy sucks. Yeah, he sucks. Uh, and so do the rest of the people that are going to be I'd uh, rather they all actually, there. if I'm being totally honest, I would rather they all get bullied by the Republicans and Democrats and then say, like, oh, no, I can't go and not go, and then we wouldn't have them there. But... It does make him less of a cuck. This has uh, the the one thing I can say about this is it has resulted in some positive publicity for the Free State Project for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. This is yet another example of how impactful the libertarians are here in New Hampshire, where anywhere else the chairman of the Democratic Party of your state isn't talking about the libertarians. That's just not happening. There's no reason to talk about libertarians anywhere else. They're completely meaningless. Uh, So it's a proof that the concentration strategy is working. However, you didn't need to have him on the main stage at Porkfest to accomplish this. You could have, because that's what some people are saying. Oh, see, well, this is a good thing. We got this out of the I don't really like that idea either. If they had had him anywhere else in the campground, and I don't just mean him. I mean the Vivek and all the rest of these national politicians. If these national politicians had been on any other site in the campgrounds, one of these private, quote-unquote, hubs, where it's not the free state project organizing the content... First of all, people would be a lot less upset about the gun-free zone. Correct. Because nobody would be, be mad no about it. There would be no controversy there, virtually no controversy about that. And he would still be, quote, speaking at Porkfest... So the Democrats would still be just as angry about that. They don't care that he's going to be on the main stage. They probably even know. Yeah, they probably don't even know the difference. You know, what stage he's going to be at? Anyway, let's go to the phones here. Caller, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hello, this is Constance, the other organizer of Porkfest. Oh, hey, Constance. Uh, we heard a few things about you tonight uh, from some people uh, <laughs> talking about people being banned from the Porcupine Freedom Festival, ostensibly with without being told why. So, uh, wanna I guess maybe that's why you're calling. Um, actually, you know, I'm not the one that has banned them, but I was the one uh-huh. telling them that they they were banned and was, um, that's a tough was, role to have. Well, it is the role that I signed up for mm. and I do believe in property rights. So, um, you know, I, I don't think that anybody has presented an accurate description of, of what they've been told or why they were banned. So, okay. um, so I would just like to clarify that. You know, as a matter of fact, I went back and looked at the attendee chat on Telegram and actually warned Frank that if he continued with his type of uh, language that he was using in that chat, he would not be welcome back to to Porkfest the following year. So, what what type of language? I'm I'm just I wasn't there. I wasn't in the chat room. I, I'm really interested to know because if it's something like threats, I mean, it's really important to know. Yeah, that was basically it. Like the, the the discussion was whether the grass skirt person was was being sexual towards children, mm-hmm. and um, I obviously don't think that's the case. Dennis mm-hmm. investigated it. Dennis knows the person who was wearing the grass skirt, right? And anybody who defended him was then called names mm-hmm. by other attendees, and so basically the the bannings happened to protect the attendees, like. Um, from from being yelled at or threatened. Mm. So you're saying Frank actually did make issue a threat against somebody a, a year ago? Yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Well, see, I completely support you guys uh, banning him for that. And I actually really like Frank as a person. Mm-hmm. But the idea that he can just threaten someone and say he doesn't remember it and then not understand why he's mm-hmm. um, banned is... He does have brain damage, Doesn't make sense apparently. to me. But I just, I do have to ask, what's the difference between him and Maj Torre then? Well, the difference is that when Maj was asked about it by an organizer, instead of calling the organizer's names and getting escalated, Maj had a conversation with Dennis and explained his position. And I know you asked Dennis when he was on to give you a succinct answer, and and that's not possible, and I wasn't part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. So I can't speak to it myself, but that is the difference. And the same with Rochelle Kelly. She's now saying that, that, you know, she's banned because of, of, well, I mean, her story keeps changing, Hmm. but, um, but she's saying that, that she was basically, well, Frank said earlier, like she, um, I read the screenshot. She posted it a while ago. Dennis was saying that if you went back into the attendee chat, you can't behave like you were behaving because this is a place where I'm going to protect the other people. So if you want to come back in and discuss this calmly, you're welcome. And she's reading that as him um, controlling her Hmm. right to speak. And it's not her right to speak. It's her right to speak unkindly to people. So she was only banned from the chat room. Is she banned from Porkfest? She is banned from Forkfest because of her reaction to being banned from the chat room and from her, from what I understand, again, like I said, I didn't mm-hmm. do the actual banning. Right. Um, from what I understand, it's because she continued to bring up an issue after the fact. Um, and what she posted today is completely revisionist from what she was saying a year ago. Hmm. So, And then again. Know, saying that we don't deal with the problems, which... We do deal with problems the best we can as an, I mean, it's really weird because it's a, the, it's a large lot of libertarians. It's not exactly the easiest job sure, in the world. No doubt. So it's really weird though, because the problem with her child, everyone I've heard about it from, I wasn't there, said that it was resolved quickly and efficiently. That guy got chased by a pork ranger and maybe several other people and physically removed from the porks like what else does she expect from from poor fest honestly i don't know but i i have one more question about uh this before we run out of time does this mean that someone like mikey someone like uh rochelle and footloose does this mean that they're not allowed at pork fest at the pavilion or it doesn't mean that they're not allowed to have a camping spot at rogers campground during the time frame of pork fest it means they're not allowed on Rogers Campground during the time of mm. Porkfest. Wow. We have an agreement with Crosby, the owner of Rogers Campground, that the only sites that will be rented during the week of Porkfest, other than the seasonals, which are pre-existing contracts, will go to Porkfest attendees. Mm. So obviously, if they are banned from Porkfest, they are not allowed on site. Is that new this year? Was that in, in the uh, Was that in effect previous years? Like yeah, the last couple yeah. years? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> gotcha. you yourself were banned at one point. I was, so, I was. And 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 I know in, in 2020, you were there on the campground, but that year, we were only controlling the field. We were not controlling the campground. But well, 
So there year, was I mean, so there were some time recently where the changed. Porcupine Freedom Festival didn't have that agreement in place, but now it is is in it is in place. You're saying the only year that it wasn't in place was 2020, and that's only because we didn't even know if we could have the festival. Right. So we were trying to plan and and make it um, as as COVID restriction friendly as possible and still go ahead. I had so um, been back on the campground for, I think, a couple of years prior to that um, because what we ended up finding out, it was actually the Roger and uh, his wife, Roger Paxton, uh, they had done the research. Yeah, they had done the research into the Free State Project's I guess they have, you know, their their notes or whatever, the note from the meetings of the board and mm-hmm. they they learned that the ban was actually only in effect for a year apparently. And that no one ever told me that uh at the time, but that apparently was what the decision of the board was. So, I was only banned for a year and so I guess that does uh beg the question of is there a path back uh for these individuals who are are being banned this year? Are they banned permanently uh or is there going to be, you know, a a loosening of this for them? I think there's always a path back. Okay, good. And I'm next year's producer. So Okay. Good the, luck. <laughs> uh, uh, thank you. <laughs> so um like Mikey, I've been encouraging him the whole time to have a conversation with Dennis. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they talked on your show very reasonably. I was hoping they'd be able to work it out, but Mikey's next in, in person encounter with Dennis, he started off by calling Dennis a dictator and kind of really <laughs> killed Dennis's uh, desire to have a conversation with them. Well, I got to say, I really do disagree that it's any different with Maj Torrey than Footloose because no matter what he said to Dennis privately, he then went on Twitter again and reaffirmed his threat. So I I just, I'm really happy that you called in and that you're being so forthcoming and explaining everything to us. Mm -hmm. Dennis didn't uh, think that he should do anything like that. He didn't want to give any reasoning for any of his own actions. So I really appreciate you being uh, transparent about it and everything, but I'm just, it's not my pork fest or anything. I just want to register that I don't really understand why a libertarian would allow someone who's threatened violence at pork fest to come to pork fest. And I don't think it's any different because he maybe told Dennis what he wanted to hear behind the scenes and won't, come publicly and say whatever he said back then to the public and then went to Twitter and said, by the way, he doubled down, doubled down. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I don't, I don't have a, a strong argument on that myself. Um, Fair enough. I don't know much about him and, and I know it's not your call. Estate, yep. yeah, it's not, but it's my real estate team that originally sponsored him. So, you know, it's kind of, I'm very personally, I don't represent the team when I say this. I'm very personally kind of um, not a fan. Mm. I have okay. no interest in chasing people that express their gender differently than, okay, good. you know, calling them out. I'm 5'10". I could dress up as Tammy Faye Baker. Would he, like, want to beat me up for reading a book to my kid <laughs> I if not. I looked like a drag queen? You know, like, like... Yeah. I'm not. I'm not a fan of those. Just to be clear, your uh, your company had sponsored, as I understand the story, you guys sponsored Maj before he made these statements. Right. That was already a done deal when he came out yes, with these, these statements. Correct. Yeah, and, and we made a donation to his foundation. We didn't pay for his travel or I accommodations. See. Okay, it was just. And I do support like providing firearms to people that yeah. need them and training. So I was happy to do that. That's really all I knew about him when we made the 
the donation. All right. You guys have a lot of work ahead of you here, uh, Constance. As I understand it, you are the person who's going to be running uh, things over at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. There's a lot that's going on next week. I mean, you, this controversy over the RFK thing blowing up into major positive publicity for the Free State Project. And of course, uh, hopefully some media will show up at the event and we'll get even more uh, free media out of it, which of course is just, you know, worth a lot of money. So kudos to uh, things as far as how they've gone so far. I mean, everybody's got their critiques. There's always critiques. You can't make everybody happy. Sure. But I think for the most part, uh, the event is excellent, and people should attend regardless of their opinions regarding you know what and the official organizers are doing. If you have another minute, I would actually like to, sure. because I did listen in when Dennis was there, and I would like to, to say to Bonnie, who's very upset about RFK coming, I found out about the Free State Project and Free Talk Live when Sarah Palin was nominated to run for vice president. Total authoritarian, but that just happened. I just happened to be from Alaska. So people started talking about politics in Alaska. So I'm hoping that there are libertarians stuck out in the Democrat world, you know, all their friends are Democrats, that will hear about RFK, hear about us, and we will attract the right kind of movers. How did you, I'm just curious, Sarah Palin, um, how did the Free State Project get come up with regard to her? I don't think she ever spoke at the Free State Project no, events. No, no. So it, it, it wasn't the Free State Project itself. It was, I didn't even know what a libertarian was. I was, I was oh, raised wow. with witness. We didn't do politics. Mm-hmm. Um, I had left years before, but when people started talking about politics, it, I wasn't paying attention. I was raising small children, and I had a lot of um, crunchy friends online who were very much liberals, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a liberal. I was probably more conservative just because of my upbringing and uh, so didn't really fit into anything. But because people started making fun of Alaskan women, I started listening and I was like, wait, (laughs) this makes no sense. The government has messed up our food supply and people want the government to fix our food supply. So because at that moment I was finding out that my kids couldn't have gluten Mm-hmm. I'm trying to fix my family's health. So it all kind of worked together. But, you know, it's not about promoting RFK. It's about finding the people that are going to move here and make New Hampshire better. So take me take me a little a little deeper here. So Sarah Palin enters the, the race. Somehow that alerts you to politics. Yeah, because she... How did you become a liber- libertarian from that point? And how did you find actually, the Free State Project? I did. So the, the mom group that I was a part of, a couple of the moms said, well, I'm a libertarian. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know what a libertarian was. So I typed in libertarian podcast uh-huh. to to uh, listen while I was trying to learn how to recook food. With I mean, I was, you know, the kind of mom would bake my own bread from scratch. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden I can't. So I, uh, you know, what comes up when you search for libertarian podcast. Once upon a time, it was Free Talk Live. I don't know if that's still true today because there's so many libertarian podcasts, but this was, you know, 15 years ago, right? Uh, Oh, wait. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So so I started listening to your show and Complete Liberty and Stephanie Murphy show at the time and and came to Porkfest in 2013. Oh, wow. Great. Well, the main thing I didn't like on on that show, since you brought brought it up about me not liking the RFK thing, was... Dennis, I didn't actually register much complaint about it until Dennis said, and then said that he didn't say 
that the people on the stage represent the Free State Pro- Project and that or not the Free State Project, but the Free State Movement. And that really offended me because I, I said and I said at the time, I don't think that, that that's the exact problem, Dennis. I don't want to be represented by this person. And I'm not saying that I'm not really I have never really come out really hard, like saying that uh, he shouldn't be invited at all. I, I think I would have to agree with Ian. I don't really see the point of him being at the pavilion, if anything. But I don't know. I, I just don't think it's going to... Honestly, uh, it, I'm very doubtful that him speaking at libertarian events is going to draw people into libertarian events instead of, like, do the opposite. It's going to give people more information about a Democrat and what the Democrat says, and there will be a video of a Democrat talking. But, um, I mean, I, that's a very nice story and everything. I just... I, I don't think it's really apples and oranges. And the main thing I was complaining about to Dennis was that he did claim that it represents the movement and i really don't like that i don't want to be represented by vivek ramaswamzi not even a little bit not at all but Mm -hmm. uh i know that's not true in fact that i'm represented by those people i know i only represent myself but i didn't like that statement of his and i know that lots of people think that way sure yeah and and i haven't even began to think about what the pavilion will offer next year to get through this pork fast. Yep, you've got a lot of a lot ahead of you, including I'm sure hearing about all kinds of other complaints from people about the things that they uh, that they don't like. So good, good on you, Constance, for being willing to step up and take what is a uh, I'm sure not entirely thankless role. I'm sure you do get some kudos, and uh, I will thank you in advance for the hard work that you do next week. If we don't see one. Uh, when we come up, because uh, we're restricted on when we can be there by the federal government. But we will come up at some point. And yes, and I'd like to thank you for calling in and being so open. Yeah. You're Th- welcome. Have thanks, a great Constance. Night. And again, porkfest.com. I presume tickets are still available. She might have hung up already. I think I'm pretty are. sure. I'm pretty sure they're still available. I've seen posts about that. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. That is where you can go to grab those tickets. They may stop selling them online at some point. You know, it might be Sunday or whatever. It might be sometime this weekend uh, where you may not be able to, to purchase them in advance. And you may just have to show up and buy them. Now, of course, getting a place to stay at this point is going to be a challenge. But I believe they have some um, like chat rooms on Telegram and such where you can join and you can connect with existing attendees who may have some spots open on their campsites. So where there's a will... There is a way to get yourself a place at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Right now, it's Fork Fest at the campground at Rogers Campground. Forkfest.party. I got going it in my through cart. The weekend. They're, they're available. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Realtor Mark Ward. Now you can learn more about the awesome things happening here in New Hampshire in our march toward liberty in our lifetime. Our friends at Porcupine Real Estate are hosting a series of webinars to educate you on the expanded freedoms enjoyed by New Hampshire citizens. Reserve your seat today at move.freetalklive.com. Topics include gun freedom, medical freedom, and political freedom victories. They also have a couple on best practices for moving to the free state and finding housing. These webinars are super helpful and free to attend once you've registered at move.freetalklive.com. Visit their YouTube channel, Porcupine Real Estate, for videos from past presentations and sign up for upcoming webinars for free at move.freetalklive.com. Porcupineralestate.com